All right, we're here for episode eight of Flip the Record. Uh, we got a revamped studio here today, so tuned it up a little bit. I'm loving, I'm digging the neon in the back here. Yeah, and it is pretty cool. It turned out well. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely bring some stuff to add in here too. I definitely, I think maybe maybe I'll bring the albums back. We could put some of the vinyl up here or something. I don't know. We'll figure something out. I've been wanting to put that vinyl up on display in my place, anyways. I just haven't found a good place to do it yet. Yeah, and I'm also living in a basement. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, can't wait to hear about that. Um, but yeah, so maybe I'll bring some of the records back. We can put some of those up there and uh, maybe some new stuff. And Yeah, it's looking good in here. But uh, excited to get into it this week. We're doing 21 Pilots this week. Definitely a, a step out of my comfort zone. But looking- Yeah, so I'll, I'll do the, uh, the stats intro here. And then before we get into 21 Pilots, I want to talk about the Blink concert. Yeah, yeah. So talk to me, man. So All right, you went okay, to, so we can do that. Yeah, you went to Blink-182 this week out of Pine Knob. Uh, talk no, to me. No, this was at LCA. Oh, it was at LCA. Okay. Yeah, so I'm, I'm actually just pulling up the set list real quick so I make sure I get it right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so the concert. This is the first concert I've been to at LCA. So not my favorite venue for concerts. It's fine. It's all right. Yeah, yeah it's all right, but I'd prefer... I prefer DTE yeah, 100%. or uh, even other venues in well, like Detroit yeah, or, so or like, nearby. It, it's tough when you get a bit, like a massive artist like that, but like, do I prefer the Fillmore? Hundred percent. Oh yeah, it's so much. Uh, uh, the Fillmore is like it's just more intimate. It, it feels like it's more intimate, but it's big enough where you could have like pretty big bands in there. It would just be tough to have like Blink One Eighty Two in there. Oh, of course. Like, there's just not enough space. But, yeah, Little Wayne's doing the Fillmore. Um, I don't know when, sometime in the next couple of months, but the tickets are like a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, I know that, Shane was was looking at going there. That checks out. Like, yeah, like he could probably do a bigger venue if he wanted. I'll tell you what, honestly, I think I would rather see a rapper in a venue like that too. Like I remember, uh, like Lil Wayne, like they all the, a lot of rappers have done DTE. I don't know if that's a great setting for like hip hop in general. Um, whereas like that intimate indoor setting, I think is a lot better. Yeah, I've seen. Drake, Lil Wayne, and J. Cole all at DTE, like at various points in their careers. And uh yeah, so some of like the J. Cole one was a little bit better than the Drake and Lil Wayne ones were. Yeah. They were all decent. Yeah. Yeah, I give you that. I don't know. I haven't seen any of that. Well, actually, cool little note. I, you were there too when I saw Kendrick a few years ago after the or during oh, the yeah, yeah. during the damn tour and they brought J. Cole off for a few tracks. That was pretty sick. Uh yeah, that was that was pretty awesome. I mean, honestly, all time like concert moment, like Sometimes you'll see artists bring out like uh, certain like guests they enjoy like hanging out with, doing the track or two with. To to just casually drop J Cole into your set list is nuts. Uh, and we didn't pay ridiculous prices for that concert either. And we got down to the floor. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. God, that was sick. Anyways, back to Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, so going back to Blink One Eighty Two. So uh, before getting to to Blink, they they had two openers. One that um we didn't get to see because we got there. I mean, the door said 7.30, and I guess this band must have performed at, like, 7 or whatever. But anyway, we saw – so we saw one opener. It was Turnstile. Okay. So I'd listened to a couple of their songs on Spotify, like, beforehand, like, maybe, like, three or four. And I was like, oh, they're – you know, it's it's all right. So they kind of, like, fit the Blink model, though. Like, they're kind of in this, like, pop punk or, like, like new age pop punk sound, kind of. And I, w- I don't know if I'd call it pop punk. I, it, a little for bit me, heavier. It's, it's more like rock. Okay. Okay. Um, and I've heard one of their songs on the radio before, and I, I'm not a big fan of Holiday. I'm not a big fan of it. It's all right. Okay. But uh, anyway, they start performing, and like the first song, he, the lead singer, like he starts singing. And I'm like, oh, I, I can't understand anything he's saying. Like, 
he just uh the way he's singing in the mic is like mumbling. Was kinda. it almost like he had like the mic in his throat like this? Maybe I don't. It was just like the first song. I'm like, okay, like maybe maybe the acoustics are off. Like, you know, maybe they have to get it toned down. Like the the sound guys or whatever. And then the second, third, fourth songs roll around, and it's the same thing. Where I can't understand them. I'm like, okay, it's probably not the sound because they would have figured it out by now. <laughs> Quickly, I want to apologize to anybody who has their volume all the way up and just got basically screamed into. Continue. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so then, like, by the fifth song, I'm like, we all just realized, we're like, okay, like, we're just not going to be able to hear anything this guy's saying. Yeah, it's it's not the sound guy. It's the band. They're dog and, shit. And uh, the four of us, so me and my wife and uh, Jake and Pat, we're all looking at each other like, what? Like, why is this so, why can't we hear anything this guy's saying? Like, what's going on? And... uh we just accepted it. and then we were just laughing because it was like the rock, like the actual like music part was good like the they had uh a guy and a girl that were playing the guitar pretty well the drummer looked like um he was like an anime character he was like shirtless and he had like green long like not long but like down to like here kind of okay. hair okay and he was like he was pretty jacked and he was he was hitting the drums pretty hard Sick. and then the bassist was good too so like all the musicians were i thought they were doing a good job but it was just like the lead singer you couldn't understand anything he was saying and it was it w- it was so bad that it got funny at one point where they started off like a uh, a piano, the lead singer is on like the piano and he's just hitting a couple keys and I'm like oh they're doing a slow song like we'll definitely be able to hear what he's saying and then like the first line is like oh, da, da, da. <laughs> I I laughed like out loud it was it was so funny dude uh, we kind of talked this about uh, a little bit about this with Bleach and Nirvana where like one part of the one member of the band kind of drowns out the whole song. And I, I guess it kind of changed from song to song, but it does suck when like they're not all kind of like in this harmony where they're all on good level and like you can hear everything decently clearly. Whether or not this singer of Turnstile was like even sober enough to make words, uh, no, I I do think it was just the way he was like si- like singing into the microphone. Yeah, and uh, I and just in, like because on like Spotify, like uh you can kind of make out what he's saying but it's still a little muffled but like live it was just nothing yeah so they end up getting off off the stage i turn to the people next to me and i'm like uh and the girl next to me had said something like her boyfriend she's like wow that sucked and i was like oh like we're not the only ones that think that sucked <laughs> and then like the, there's like the people in the row ahead of us turn around and they're like yeah that did suck so, I was like, <laughs> so uh everyone like around us was kind of on the same page we're like how how is the crowd in general in response to this band uh i mean they were getting not like uh, very average amounts of applause okay i think okay like nothing crazy uh so they didn't like get booed off stage no 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 so it was so bad uh this is the first time i'd done this in like years i went on twitter and i searched like turnstile (laughs) and uh just to see like if anyone else was at the concert like tweeting about it and this one girl tweeted like Something along the lines of like Turnstile is is better than Blink One Eighty Two, and I got so I've never been so triggered before. <laughs> I was just scrolling Twitter Tuesday night, and I just stumbled upon Joey getting into the weeds with random people about Turnstile. I, I didn't fully understand what was going on. I knew he was at the concert. I knew Turnstile was the opener, but I didn't. I just didn't have this kind of context, and it was very very cool to see you just come out of the weeds for the first time in years. Yeah, so the I, I responded to the girl. I was like, please tell me one word the guy said other than holiday, which is like their their one like hit song or whatever where it goes, holiday, holiday. So like, uh, yeah. And then I said trash, and then 
she clapped back and she's she's like some nobody keyword search blink turnstile an attempt to clown a grammy nominated band in my mentions i can't even and uh and then i just replied with i said you are wrong this is turnstile and it was like a guy with like all the all the trash bags yeah yeah (laughs) the guy just like laying back into a a sea of trash bags it was a it was a good clap back (laughs) and uh i after that i didn't even i i didn't i think she responded i didn't even check i was like i've i've said my piece like and then afterwards i deleted it because i'm like i don't know i don't want to be the type of guy that does that stuff on twitter like only on uh, random tuesday nights yeah but i was just so mad that how, how bad they were like they like killed the vibe for a minute. You know what you need? We have friends that have these things called burner accounts. <laughs> I think you need to set up like a, a JS uh, FTR 49 or 69420 at twitter.com and just get into the mock. Oh, man, that would be uh, that would be a trip. I could see this. All right. So then so turnstiles over. Yeah. On. So, OK, so uh, so Blink comes out. They open with Anthem Part 2. Which was oh yeah, which was good, and then they they play, uh, and, and so mind you, they come out. They're wearing the same shit they wore at Coachella. Uh, Mark's wearing the same Seven Eleven shirt with the Pac Man ghost. Okay, and then um, Tom is wearing the to the to the sky shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Travis, it was hysterical. He comes out in like a black T shirt. By the third song, the T shirt was off. I don't. I'm shocked he came out with clothes at all exactly my point like why even come out with he came out with the t-shirt and the beanie he did keep the beanie on the whole time um yeah it was just funny like by the third song i was like okay that makes sense shirts off yeah here we go we're back yeah and then uh i mean they played a good mix of of uh it was mostly older hits and then there's only like two or three songs that i was surprised that they had like played like they did um like Family Reunion, I wasn't as familiar with that one. Decentry Gary, I, I wasn't as familiar with that one. But they played like Man Overboard, Feeling This, Reckless Abandon, Not Now, Up All Night, Edging. Uh, Cynical was one they played from one of their new newer albums. Is I was that Mark of, on vocals? I can't remember. Yeah. That. It had to have been. Yeah. And that was cool. Uh, and then at some point midway through the set, uh, Travis is just, he's, the drum sets, they ascend him into the concert. So he's like, or into the like the the rafts of like the he's like playing like drums like forty feet above the ground. Okay, okay. And it was pretty epic. Yeah, that's sick. Uh, and also around halfway through the set, they like at the end of one of their songs, they like pause for a bit, and Tom's like, uh, and then Tom's like, all right, Travis, you got your your shit taped up, and he had, like taped his hand, and he's like, oh yeah, Travis is playing with a broken hand, by the way. And he's he dude, he's absolutely murdering the drums. Like that when they were playing, not now. Um, it opened where Travis was playing the whole beat on the drums by himself. They didn't even have the guitar like to start it off. And then the guitar slowly like crept, but it it was crazy how good it sounded for just the drums and then the vocals at first. Yeah, man. I mean, we, we never, we've never spoke badly about Travis Barker and, uh, at least from a musical standpoint, uh, and that's him out there just putting on his show. And you know what? When you're Travis Barker, you're what a month into a tour now, and you got a broken hand, but you haven't really toured with Tom since like 2011, 2012. You do what you gotta do to get out there, man. Like they know they're fucking killing it out there. Yeah, it was epic too because it's just the three of them. They don't have anyone else playing like backup guitar right, or anything. Right. And uh, so yeah, so Travis is like up in the air playing the drums. He's ascended, and then they start turning the drum set like around. So it's like it's doing like these half circles and 
just the silhouette of Travis Barker playing the living shit out of the drums, like just wailing on the drums, like while he's in the air spinning. It was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in a That's concert. So fucking sick, dude. I feel like I've seen videos of him too, where like they strap him into like this cage apparatus, and then they like they'll roll him upside down and shit and do that, like. He's a wild man, dude. Oh yeah, and I, dude, just watch. I was in awe watching him play the drums. It was, it was a treat. And it, like, anytime they like the camera zoomed in on him playing the drums, I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah, dude, he's one of our one of our modern legends of rock for sure. Yeah. So, uh, so so here's how they kind of close out the set. They go stay together for the kids. Okay, so hold on. Oh, well, actually, it would take too long for me to pull it up. So okay, go ahead. Oh, I got it. I, I was gonna. Want... No, I was gonna pull up what we had when we did our blink oh. on uh, flip or on premature bingo. I was gonna see how close we were. Oh, okay, yeah. So, and when I say close out the set, this is like song number fifteen of of uh, twenty five here. But th- this stretch of the back half of the set, they play "Stay Together for the Kids," which hearing that live, I think that was one of the top three songs they played live. Like when when Tom comes in and and sings "Here's Your Holiday." Like, did they play it pretty straight or just uh, they like mix it up? No, it was it was pretty straight. Okay. Yeah, and w- yeah, yeah. When Tom comes in, here's your hot. Like, dude, it, it, the place was going man. crazy. Yeah, yeah. So they play that, and then they go always down, bored to death, I miss you, into Adam's song, and then they mix in Ghost on the Dance Floor, and then they close out the the set with What's My Age Again, and then. Immediately after What's My Age Again, Mark goes, that was the end of the set. Here's the start of the encore, and it goes right into first date. Yo! (laughs) Which was cool. I've never heard an artist say, like, like immediately after, like, the set list ended, he's like, this is the end of the set. Here's the encore. Okay, so about what time was this? Because this is kind of what I talked about before where, like, DT has that that curfew, and maybe that was kind of like an impromptu thing, like, ah, shit, we're running running a little long. Uh, they, they definitely finished on time. Like we got out a couple minutes before 11, which I'm sure is the cutoff. So that's what I'm saying. So 11 is the cutoff. And if they didn't have any time to take a break between the encore. Oh, true, true. You know, they, they were just like, fuck, we don't have time to like walk off stage and do but that I think, whole bit. True. But I think they finished at like 10.55. Okay. But, so may, I don't they know. They had a little bit of wiggle. Um, so the encore, so the three song encore was first date, all the small things, and then they closed with damn it. Yo! <laughs> It was pretty sweet. God, that's so fucking fire, dude. Damn it is an awesome way to go out with them. Yeah. I, I, I'll have to check back and see what we picked for ours. Yeah, uh, I would be interested to, to remember that. I definitely don't have it written down anywhere. Um, yeah. But, yeah, and then mixing all the small things in the middle of the encore. Like, dude, everyone in, everyone in LCA was singing along with all the small things. It was crazy. You almost, like, at parts of the song, you almost couldn't even hear Tom because everyone was just singing. You know, that's the thing, man. It's like the encore. You got to get the people going, man. And he knew when he started that the entire house was. Yeah, everyone say it ain't so. Yeah, I yeah. will not go. 100%. Turn the light. Yeah, it was crazy. Blink. Oh, I don't have the ah, I got my notes for top 10, but I don't have the encore written down. Damn, that sucks. Anyways. Yeah. So, dude, it was it was an epic concert. Uh, They were they were amazing live. I would totally go see him again. Um. Yeah, yeah, I'm putting them on my list. I mean, they they've been on my list, but I just didn't get a chance, or I guess I didn't. I hate when I say like, oh, I didn't have time, or like I didn't have a chance. It's not like I didn't have time or didn't have a chance. I just didn't do it. Um, so they're definitely going to be on my list of like need to go see them. Um, 
before maybe they stop touring again. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and their voices, like, they're in the, like, Mark's 51 and Tom and Travis are, I think, 47 or whatever. So their voices aren't, like, what they used to be. Far. It's not, like, how it sounds on, like, uh, you know, The Rock Show or Enemo the State or right, whatever. Right. But it's pretty close. And for Mark and Travis, the passion of, like, playing live, like, you can just tell. Yeah. Jumping around stage, banging the ever-living shit out of the drums. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom, not as much as in terms of, like he didn't like really move around the stage at all, yeah. but he still like he was still having a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it, Travis, it was really cool. Travis is doing the heavy lifting, so all good there. Oh, and they they referenced it a couple times, like in the set. They're like, yeah, like Travis, <laughs> like Tom was like, yeah, I'm glad I play with Travis. He makes up for a lot of my mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, that's fucking awesome, dude. But yeah, um, I guess uh, with that, you want to get into today's band? Yeah, let's talk about Twenty One Pilots, huh? All right, so yeah, uh, quick intro here. This band, well over 10 billion streams, well over 10 billion YouTube views. Uh, The band's been nominated for six Grammys and won one for Best Pop Duo Performance. They've won multiple Billboard Best Album and Best Rock Artist Awards. Uh, And they were actually the first, they had the first album in the digital era to have every track receive at least a gold rating. Whoa. Yeah. So 21 Pilots. 21 Pilots. That's strange. Well, I, it's not entirely strange. So I'll talk about this, but I guess now is a good way, a good time to like start it out. Twenty One Pilots doesn't really fit cleanly into any one like genre. No. Um. In yeah. Go, go ahead. ahead. Uh, so I was gonna say when I was listening to Twenty One Pilots, I almost got the sense of, uh, they're similar to Nirvana from a creativity standpoint, where they essentially just, I mean, they 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 make like their own genre of music. It doesn't fit cleanly into one. They take from multiple genres. They change up in songs, not only uh, for how Tyler, like he'll go from singing a verse to then rapping um, and then back to singing. But then like the change up in the song, like it'll go from like a slower, sad song. And then it'll have like some like a club kind of vibe and like the, the change up. And it's just it's something that you haven't really heard of before. And it's super creative. And when it works, it's it's amazing. And when it doesn't, it's, it's a huge flop. But yeah, I mean. It's uh, it's interesting because like Nirvana's an interesting band to pull out of the hat there, um, in terms of creativity, because they're just so different. Um, but I'll, I mean, you hit on a lot of the points I had there. I'll say that he he does a great job of. They do a lot of piano music, but it doesn't sound like just like sad, soppy piano music. They do a great job mixing in that that in with like EDM beats, mixing that in with like vocals that don't quite fit the beat. Um, and that's another thing. Uh, when Tyler, so Tyler Joseph and Josh Joseph are the duo here. Josh Dunn. Josh Dunn, my bad. Um, and when Tyler, he he sings. He doesn't necessarily always sing to the beat. Um, he he kind of makes it his own, especially when he's rapping. His rapping is very offbeat. Uh, like at not at times, often like semi awkward. Um, like it just doesn't sound like rappers you might listen to, but, um. When again, when it hits and like kind of just leads right into that cool chorus, it, it's a fucking banger. Um, so, yeah. So we'll see how that goes through the albums here. And uh, last last thing here, from a creativity standpoint, I think this band is they do they have the most creative like lyrics that we've done yet in terms of like the way Tyler crafts metaphors. He writes stories within songs within albums. Um, he gets introspective. He looks at the world as a whole. His songwriting is second to none. Yeah, and so that's I was gonna say before we got started today. I, I think we're gonna be leaning heavy on you here. 
because one thing I will say is that while the music is nice, it's not overly complicated in most parts. Um, and it's fairly, I don't want to say like um, homogenous throughout, but like from inside of each album, the music doesn't change a ton. So like uh, Scaled and Icy, the music generally kind of sounds the same throughout. Yeah, it's more upbeat. Yeah, yeah. So each album kind of has like a sound to it. And sure. Don't stray too far. But yeah, that's true. But there is some variance. Like if you were to take the two songs on the opposite spectrum, like within the album, like you do get you there. There's there's a variance, but I would say, yeah, you're right. There's a there's certain level of variance, but generally speaking. Sure, sure. And it's not like they're coming in with like sick guitar solos or like wild beats. Like, oh no! Like I said, the music's generally pretty simple. So that's I'm going to be leading on you a little bit yeah, there, for context here. There's but. Al- there's not um certainly this is the band that has the least amount of guitar in their discography that we've done yet. Yeah, <laughs> but they do cool things like add in ukulele or Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, adding in like again piano in weird spots. Um yeah, doing the, weird things with keyboards like The u- the ukulele tracks are like fire. <laughs> they're low key fire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so with that get into it. Yeah, so uh their first album, self-titled, 2009. Uh, just real quick, these guys are both from Columbus, Ohio, and they both grew up going to Christian school, uh, which will be, I think, is important for when we get into some of the songs. God bless them for finally getting out. <laughs> so, I don't have uh, everything for ever, anything for, or like, I don't have a ton for every track. Yeah. So, one more fun fact here. So, Tyler's parents, when he was growing up, made him make 500 basketball shots every night before dinner because they wanted him to get a scholarship for college for basketball. So, he did do this and he did get a scholarship, but then he turned it down to pursue music, which I think is awesome. That's kind of cool. Like, could, could you imagine? Like, just imagine your parents were like, okay, Joe, like, we just grilled up some steaks and potatoes, but uh, you have to make 500 basketball. <laughs> like, dude, that, that could take you like an hour. I yeah, mean, unless you're making, you know, and, and they probably don't let him just shoot layups for all, each of the shots. It doesn't sound so insane, though. Like, I feel like uh, for parents who like have kids that have aspirations for higher levels of sports, like, is that that insane? I mean, no, I've heard crazier stories. Right. Yeah. So I, I just think I, it's crazy, but it's not that crazy. Um, but it is a little bit like a high school musical story here where, <laughs> dad, I don't want to play basketball. I just want to go make 21 pilots. He's like, what? I don't even know what this sounds like. Get back outside. (laughs) I don't give a shit about your ratty ass bin, son. Get out there and hit 20 more threes. Like, I wonder what the breakdown of this. Like, he's doing like 100 free throws, uh, 50 three pointers, and then, you know, 50 layups, and then he does it again. Like, (laughs) right. (laughs) Just just wild. Yeah. Uh, So, this album opens with implicit demand for proof, which. this song and most of this album sounds like it could be on Broadway. Yeah, this sets the tone for this album and kind of Twenty One Pilots as a whole, right here. I mean, this is a great example of them mixing up sounds throughout the song. Um, like Joey said, very theatrical. Um, yeah, but not in like a, like it is kind of like theatrical, but not in like a. I don't want to say it's like musical music, like like a Broadway musical music. It is. It is still like kind of has pop elements to it. Um, so it's not like pure Broadway music, but it does have elements. That, that's, I guess, what I'm going to say throughout is like 
no, not a lot of songs fit cleanly. Like I said, they don't fit cleanly into any one category. They have elements of all sorts of different things throughout. And this is one of those songs. And the reason it's like this is basically it's the way he's singing and like the way he's he's stretching his voice. Like he, it doesn't have to be like this, and it's not throughout pretty much the like their other albums aren't like this kind of like theater e. Um, but this one specifically, like most of the songs on here, fit this kind of mold. Yeah, and I think that's another thing we'll talk about as we go is like. Josh or not Josh Tyler uh really does like he makes the band like, oh for sure the music is one thing and like the way they mix the music is kind of cool sometimes but like the way he goes on top of the music is what makes this band so cool yeah for sure so this song's <clears throat> excuse me this song specifically uh it's got like the melodic piano that kind of involves into like a uh, angsty like music it evolves into like an angstier song like at the end yeah yeah uh the song itself is about religious doubt i mean the so the title implicit demand for proof i mean that, that's a giveaway right there um but lyrically so i know you're not a liar and i know you could sapphire this day go ahead and make me look away strike me down i'm calling your lightning uh why won't you let us use your name rain down and destroy me i mean that's that's as pretty blunt as it gets for uh you know have essentially having doubts of of religion and, and faith that's a strong topic to open with. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's not like, hey, we're 21 Pilots. How's everybody doing tonight? It's like, yeah, I don't know if God's real. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, and that's why I brought up before this that they both were raised going to Catholic school. Because I think it is, it is interesting that they grew up with that. And uh, their first, I mean, this whole entire album and even parts of the second and, and third play on elements of, of uh, doubt in your faith. Yeah, yeah uh so next song here far away i didn't really like this one fall away oh sorry fall away yeah i wasn't a big fan of this one again it's about struggling with spirituality yeah i didn't have any notes that differed from the first song here yeah as the days melt away as i stand in line and i die as i wait as i wait on my crime and i'll try to delay what you make of my life but i don't want your way i want mine so yeah yeah i mean not my favorite song but it uh, uh, looking here, it looks like this is one of the more favorite songs on Apple on this album. So I I do like the, I don't know if it's the chorus, but when he's like, I don't wanna fall away, I do like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and this song, this song has more of like a suffering tone to it than yeah, some of the other songs. A little bit sadder, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then it gets into the Panaloon, uh, which is a this is one of the weirder tracks off the album. It's um. The the pantaloon itself is a term used in in theater and comedy, oh. uh, to refer to an old man who is often the butt of like the clown's tricks. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so it's like essentially like the old fool. Because I I was reading through these lyrics and that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Uh. So the the song progresses where Tyler's singing about his grandpa being like the pantaloon, and then it evolves into his dad, and then at the end of the song he realizes like he's now the pantaloon. Uh, so essentially, like following in the ways of you know your your dad, grandpa, whoever, and um, knowing that you want to make changes from how they live their lives for the better, but then falling into like the same traps and like the same ways that that your elders kind of have. Yeah, God, that's wild. I didn't realize like the like how this really like evolved throughout. It, it it's a cool again the the sound like I don't really like the sound of the song as much, but lyrically like it's it's a cool concept. Yeah, yeah. The first time I listened to it, I was like, what the fuck's going on here? And then I read, read through it, listened again, and I was like, oh, okay. I mean, not for me, but, like, 
cool lyrics here, like you said. Yeah, and uh, one the other thing I noted about this, the first two verses are sung, and then the third verse is where he does, uh, it, it's kind of like rapping, but it's like talk rapping. Yeah. I, so I don't that, know what, if there's a better term that's, for that. That's part of his like awkward uh, like gait when he's rapping is like, sometimes he's just kind of like talking into the mic, it sounds like. Now talking fastly, like da-da-da-da-da-da, but still kind of just talking. Um, I, I I think this is maybe something Eminem was criticized for like back in the day too, but um, I would say Eminem is much more uh, musically uh, in touch early on than this. Sure, yeah, and uh, so he he kind of talks out the third verse, wh- or which is where he becomes the pantaloon, and then everything else in this song is like sung. So yeah, yeah. Again, I think he. D- I mean, I think he does it just to highlight like the change up and what the song is actually talking about, which is cool. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. So again, I mean, it, this isn't one of my favorite songs, but uh, the concept of it is is really cool. Yeah. Um. Next up's "Addict with a Pen." Uh, same kind of thing here. Really theatrical. Um. I don't know. Like I said, it's gonna be tough for me to give too many different notes, but um, not really for me here. Yeah, so this song I think is uh he's kind of like writing to God. He's like confessing his sins and and begging for redemption or forgiveness. Um it's one of the lyrics. Hello, I've been traveling in the deserts of my mind and I haven't found a drop of life. Yeah, kind of a a reference to Jesus in the desert. Yeah, yeah. a couple more. I haven't found a drop of you. I haven't found a drop. I haven't found a drop of water. It's it's it, it's, it gets really emotional in the uh, the piano in the song's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, they do a good job with the piano here for sure. And this album in general, they don't do so much keyboard as they do piano. There's more piano here than than keyboard that we'll see later. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. And then uh, one more lyric I had. End of my ways, a walking denial. My trial was was filled as a crazy suicidal head case, but you specialize in dying. You hear me screaming, Father, and I'm lying here just crying. So wash me off. So wash me with your water. So, again, uh. The way he sings and the music here, this isn't my favorite work, but the the lyrics are uh, they're powerful, especially yeah. if if you're going through something similar. Yeah. The next song is "Friend Please," and this is the first one I kind of connected to. Are you are you uh, do you listen to Muse at all? Uh, I only know like the the uh, the radio hits. Yeah. Okay. So "Friend Please" kind of has these like like muffled, drawn out electronic sounds in the background. Um, kind of like a Muse song for those fans out there. Um, a break from the hip hop action here in this song. Um, this is the first song I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, dude. This is this is a powerful ballad. It's uh telling a f- the song is about telling a friend that's contemplating suicide that their life is worth living. Damn. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he wrote this for himself or if maybe there was someone in his life that was going through this. Yeah. Uh, but. One of the, some of the lyrics, friend, please don't take your life away from me. Would you let me know your plans tonight? Cause I just won't let go till we both see the light. Damn. Yeah. So not shy. No, I mean, it's, it is a, for a first album. This is incredibly bold. Oh my God. Way out there. And, and you know, in the context of what was going on, I, I don't think Yeah, this is in 2009. Yeah. So 2009, I don't great recession. Yeah. Yeah. Sad time for a lot of people. Um, and maybe because this album was like pretty heavy, it wasn't so easy to like put on the radio. Um, I don't know what kind of record deal or anything they had at the time, anyways. But like, I think I think this one. I don't I don't know if it was self published, but I know they signed a deal because after this album, before Vessel, they released a second album 
that had like a majority of the vessel songs on it and then they signed a record deal and then they like just they did vessel yeah. yeah okay that makes sense yeah it looks like it's self-produced here um and so naturally it would, might be a little tough for them to get radio play with this um for those two reasons for being self-produced and also being uh, a bit tough like tough on the ears but what's crazy is uh like for spotify at least every single one of these songs had like 10 plus million streams yeah and i think that's one of those things where it's like once they have their pop success after during blurry face um i think their catalog starts to like pick up on a residual you know what would be cool a cool spotify feature is if like when you click on a song and it shows like the it's been played 15 million times if it if you could click on it and then it showed like a chart of like when it like the plays from the song like over time oh yeah like a yeah yeah, almost like like a stock market yeah like if you could see like oh like Thirty thousand people listened to this song until like the the band blew up, and then it, and then this song got a lot of play. That'd be I don't even know how they'd collect that data, but that's fucking that's a cool idea. I like that. Yeah, well, Sp- I mean, Spotify has the data. Yeah, I just don't know. Like, no, I guess Spotify could do it. I guess I I didn't didn't cons- I was consider maybe like it would be tough to do that radio wise. Yeah. yeah, dude, there there's so many things like Spotify with all the data Spotify has that they could do that would be sweet um yeah but they're just i mean I, there's not really any incentive for them to do it but. i mean they they do like more of that like they did the spotify wrapped stuff and they, oh true that that's so sweet like that's something that they just came up with that nobody ever really asked for you know i look forward to that <laughs> i will have to look forward to it one day when i join spotify yeah apple music just says fuck you <laughs> basically here's your artist hope you have fun yeah uh so going back here what are we on now march to the sea that's it yeah so uh this one's all right uh it's the song is kind of about mankind's ability to like follow each other blindly um yeah i didn't really have much here either same kind of vibe for the rest of the album both both the song title and the theme are inspired by i had to look this up uh sherman's sherman's march to the sea a famed event occurring in the u.s civil war that resulted in william sherman taking control of savannah georgia yeah, I, Sherman's kind of famous for like burning down Atlanta. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, and uh, it, so part of like one of the lyrics, my eyes are focused on the end of land, but again, the voice inside my head says, "Follow me instead." This is at like the climax of the song, and then he start Tyler starts screaming, "Follow me instead!" Like he starts bellowing it out. Yeah, and so that's kind of, kind of what I was talking about with like weird vocals on top of the beat, right? Because this beat is kind of like a mid tempo, mid or mid level, uh, synthy beat. And Tyler really goes up and down through the range and like makes it his own. Yeah. Uh. So then it, the next song is Johnny Boy, which I w- I wasn't a big fan of this one. I had a note here. Let me pull this up real quick. Uh. So while you pull that up, this was a song that Tyler wrote for his dad after he'd been fired from his job, and he used like the the phrase like Johnny Boy is like yeah. It's kind of like a like a John Doe or like a Jane Doe. It's just like oh that you know that Johnny Boy. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's. I could see where you might not like this. It is a little, almost like, uh, like goofy. Yeah. Um, but I do like the. This is one of the few songs I do like the music on. Or, not, let me not put it that way. This is one of the songs where the music stood out. I do like a lot of the music. This is one of the ones where the music stood out a little bit. Um, they have this just like kind of cool piano through the verses and in the intro. Um, and then they get into this like kind of more upbeat pop chorus to it. Um. I don't know why it stood out it just did and it's kind of cool but yeah the song as a whole okay yeah and uh so the song is as a whole it it's kind of around like uh 
just the the general like societal disapproval that anyone can experience um especially like financially like his dad had been let go of his job this was around the great recession yeah so it's just kind of like a uh hey you know pick yourself back up on your like get back up on your feet and uh, uh one of the more like i guess positive songs on the album right right yeah not a ton but there yeah. it is so then the next song is Oh Miss Believer, which I believe this had the most, if not the second most streams on Spotify. Okay, yeah, this is one of the hits on Apple here too. Okay. Yeah, so uh Don't have a whole lot. I, I my notes were uh it's kinda like a a double meaning for the word misbeliever, like Ah, it's got the entendre to it, yeah. Yeah, so there is an element of um <clears throat> winner in the song where it's mentioned in the lyrics but then it's also like if you uh, let me just i have a note here to play the song at a certain time frame because it sounds like jingle bells (laughs) (laughs) give me one sec minute 34 actually you can kind of hear it there too but jingle bells (laughs) jingle bells (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i can see that i didn't make the connection <laughs> but <laughs> no i might never miss it yeah so my my other note uh or i guess the lyric here almost believer my pretty weeper your twisted thoughts are like snow on the rooftops please take my hand we're in a foreign land as we travel through this snow so it's uh and then the other part of the song is like it's used to it's like representing like inner demons and insecurities of of someone um yeah again it's a cool concept yeah trying to kind of like like flesh out the the inner demons with somebody else together we go we go we get colder as we grow older yeah Yeah. Mm. all right uh air catcher is the next song on this album i like i like this song yeah good song here um yeah i think i got a note here uh no i was wrong um but yeah Again, back to the kind of theatrical stuff. Um, kind of mixes in the hip hop here again. I think, but this is kind of the theatrical sound I was talking about. And that's another thing on this album that you you talk about this religious aspect to it. Sometimes it almost does sound like like church choir music. Yeah, I totally get that. Um, so I had a note here. It, it's uh, the song's like a slow build up, and then the piano kind of kicks in like so yeah cool cool change up the the song itself is about uh i had to look this one up um uh describes a reluctant attraction emanating from tyler which he slowly falls into temptation the title uses imagery to describe a parachute which airs tyler in the precautionary measures to avoid heartbreak Ah, okay. So it's more like relationship. So, so the last two songs are a little bit more on the relationship side of things. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he explains that the attracting predator sabotages his metaphorical parachute by possibly unintentionally making him fall in love with them. <laughs> uh, I was doing fine on my own, and there wasn't much I lacked, but you've stolen my air catcher, and I don't know if I want it back. That's the the line from the song. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I guess from there, they get into trap door. Uh, you have any notes on this nah, one? Same kind of thing, just theatrical music, a little bit more upbeat, um, but nothing crazy here. Yeah, so the actual trap door, like, 
the title of the song it, it, or it's like a throwback reference to like back in the old days when they had the uh the gallows where people were like executed by like hanging yeah oh uh, and this is where the try okay okay yeah yeah so the song it's it's talking about the loneliness of uh as like the you know the protagonist if you will of the song fights like depression which slowly eats at his sanity ah uh, the trapdoor is slipping it's yeah the trapdoor is a metaphor yeah, yeah yeah which is cool yeah um it, it kind of represents like the direness of the situation right and then uh so one of the lyrics he wakes up early today throws on a mask that will alter his face nobody knows his real name but now he just uses one he saw on a grave which is a Whoa. pretty pretty powerful line <laughs> yeah that's powerful and dark <laughs> as shit wow yeah, and then the, another one. Everyone gather around for show. Watch as this man disappears as we know. Do me a favor and try to ignore as you watch him fall through a blatant trap door. So, like, kind of talking about, like, uh, everyone knows someone in life that, like, is struggling. And sometimes, like, it's it's easy to ignore them when, yeah. you, you know, you might, right. you should help out. Right. Do something to stop them from falling. Yeah. So, again, uh, even though the music, music-wise, this wasn't one of my favorites. Like, it was, again, it was a cool concept. Now, in terms of music-wise, the next song, I think, has sweet music. Yeah, dude, I, I like this song. A Car, A Torch, A Death. It's got this cool little, like, it's not a whistle, but it's kind of got a whistly synth in the beginning. You should, you should play it. Dude, it sounds, like, it sounds like a car horn is part of the beat. So it opens slowly like this. I don't, I don't like, yeah, I don't want to skip too far ahead because I want to hear this, like, wee, wee. It sounds like uh, car lights. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. when you honk the horn, it's a little bit like higher pitched. Like you can kind of hear it with this just little ting in the back, but it's not quite it. Uh, I don't want to skip too far ahead, can fucking miss it. Uh, but I'll just keep playing it until until I hear it out. But I think this song is severely underrated. I think this is a a really good one. Uh, the song itself about struggling with faith again. Yeah, yeah, this is definitely one of the better tracks on this album for sure. It's yeah, it's it's kind of like he's driving away from God. Yeah, and this track doesn't get the love it deserves. Um, you mentioned it's underrated. It doesn't have like the the big play on the Apple charts here, but uh, definitely like one of their better deep cuts. Yeah, one of the lines which is cool, and I begin to envy the headlights driving south. Like he, like he's envious of oh. people that like oh. have have faith and like yeah, you know they're just. I began well, to understand why God died. Huh. Yeah, so he... Yep. When is this fucking beat going to hit? <laughs> We're a minute 20 into this song and it still hasn't hit. That. That's it right there. Fucking took one. Yeah, so he says, like, I think it's three times throughout the song, and I began to understand why God died, which is, again, it's super powerful. Um some of the other lyrics I noted, the air begins to feel a little thin. And as we're waiting for the morning to begin, just for now, you told me to hold this jar. And when I looked inside, I saw it held your heart for me to walk away with. I began to understand why God died. Yeah, man. Powerful shit there. Cool song. Uh, definitely check this one out on a listen through. Yeah. If you don't know this one for sure, check it out. Uh, and then from there, it gets into taxi cab. Yeah. This is kind of back to just the meh for me. Um, more of the same kind of okay yeah so i know we're, we're taking a while on this album but i had i had to take notes for all these just because yeah. of like lyrically it's so cool that's why i said like i'm gonna okay. let you carry here okay so uh yeah so this is a song about a near-death experience and an encounter with god so he described how he was saved by a taxi cab and took him to heaven where he met three men who represented the father son and the holy spirit okay 
Um, so and then it's it's kind of like a reflection on his life and, and sins and how God forgave him and, and gave him like a second chance. That's um, cool. Yeah. So some of the lyrics. Oh, sometimes we will die and sometimes we will fly away. Either way, you're by my side until my dying days. And if I'm not there and I'm far away, I said, don't be afraid. I said, don't be afraid. We're going home. It's kind of got that same cadence as that that uh, poem you'll hear in like like it was in a Metallica song. If I die before I wake, pray the Lord my soul to take. It's kind of got that same cadence to it. Um, obviously, you know the words are completely different, but it's got that a little bit like similar sound to it, uh, which is a cool little like uh, reference there maybe. Yeah, and this is another one where he changes up from like singing to like rapping. Uh huh. Uh huh. For yeah. sure. Uh yeah, cool song. So then then it gets into before you start your day. Or sorry, this is uh Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, okay. Uh I I wasn't a big fan of this one. It's yeah. got like a slow like kind of piano sound to yeah, it. Yeah, that's the whole thing basically. Um what the song the song's actually about uh narrator's insecurities. So he describes how he has to hide his true self behind a mask. Uh how he wishes he'd be free from pain. He also hears a voice in his mind that sings to him and comforts him, possibly re- representing God. Or, okay. his, or his own conscience. Gotcha. Uh, l- one of the lines, look in the mirror and ask your soul. If you're all right, put, on, put out the glitter that your soul hides behind. Oh, Damn, okay, cool. Yeah, that's all I had on yeah, that one. fine song. Not one of my favorites on this album. It's fine. Um, yeah. Closes out with Isle of Flightless Birds. I know you wanted to talk cool, about this. Cool song title. Yeah, this is a cool song title. It's really out there. Um, just quickly, this is a song with kind of like a... It's a simpler song, mid-tempo drums over like like violin strings. It kind of sounds like, um, but Joe again, or not Joe, uh, Tyler, really does his w- work here, going up and down through his range, like getting every little bit out of this song. Yeah, this is a cool one. Uh, he's kind of challenging people in the song who waste their potential and like just follow the crowd to kind of uh, you know like go out on your own and like kind of follow your dreams. Uh, think for yourself. So he uses a metaphor of flightless birds to describe people who have wings but don't use them to fly, which is cool. That kind of feels like it fits pretty well with the album. Yeah, and he's er, he, yeah, totally. He's urging people to like, you know, follow their own beliefs and values. Yeah. Um and again, the, uh, most of the most of the songs of this album talk about religion in some capacity. But but moreover, I think this album questions authority. Um, oh yeah, as a for whole, sure. religious authority or uh, you know, you talk about the pantaloon, right? Like that's not necessarily authority as it is like just people talking down on you. Um, and this song kind of wraps it up and says, do your thing, do what you think is right. Um, and chase it. Don't let it go. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Um, yeah. He also kind of implies there's like a spiritual battle, uh, references, referencing demons and angels and that he hasn't chosen his side, which is, again, it just ties back to like the, um, questions he's having about his own faith right yeah yeah, yeah. so some of the lyrics that are really cool from the song all we are is an isle of flightless birds we find our worth in giving birth and stuff we're lining our homes against winding roads but if we wake up every morning and decide what we believe we can take apart our very heart and the light will set us free your soul knows good and evil your soul knows both sides and it's time to pick your battle and i promise you this one is mine cool cool song to close out the album yeah 100 percent and that that wraps up the Twenty One Pilots' first album, Twenty One Pilots. Yeah. So again, just reiterating here, before we get into Vessel, they did release Regional at Best in twenty eleven. Uh, this album features most of the songs that appear on Vessel. Uh, some of them were re-recorded for that album, and then 
Uh, as part of their, like I said, they had signed a record deal to release Vessel. This album was discontinued with no physical copies or digital copies available for sale. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, only six of the tracks on this album aren't featured on any other album. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so six, you, six tracks lost to the ether. <laughs> see ya. Actually, that would be cool. That would be cool one day if they just like found a way to throw them onto like an EP or something. So it says some of the unreleased ones you can get on Pandora or this site called Deezer, which I've never heard of. It sounds like that uh, sounds oddly sexual. <laughs> it sounds like they're trying to get you to say like D's nuts or something. <laughs> <laughs> Quick sidebar: Did you see the Lions' uh, uh, schedule release video? Oh, dude, that was hilarious. The the part where they make Daniel Campbell say D's nuts killed me. <laughs> yeah, I I got a good chuckle out of that one. Oh my god, I was dying, man. That was, that was some good stuff right there. And when the the Chargers when they did their they did like an anime. Yeah, theme. no, actually, I have war against the Chargers now. They they <laughs> blasted the Lions. So war. Yeah, when it got to the Lions, they just flashed the uh, the one eight hundred gambler. Yeah, anonymous tip line with like the the rules and restrictions. Fuck them. That was hysterical. Yeah, hilarious. Ha 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 ha. Uh, the Titans had a really good one too. Oh yeah, that I, cracked me. I've up. watched it probably ten times and I laugh every time. Yeah. The girls so confidently thinking that the Colts were the Cowboys kills me. That was yeah. Some of the other ones where they weren't even like in the realm of like. There's no football teams that even sound remotely close to that the the falcons on twitter changed their twitter name to like red Fal or red panthers or whatever the <laughs> chick said that's awesome i think the, the colts might have changed theirs to not the patriots <laughs> 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 or not the cowboys sorry that's hilarious yeah, anyways quick side note yeah all right so vessel um it comes out in 2013 yeah yeah this is a cleaner album a little bit more poppy less theatrical here um, still that same kind of thing where they mix in the R&B, they mix in electronic sounds, uh, piano music, all sorts of different stuff here. Do you want to go track by track on this album or do you want to maybe highlight the first five, six and then run out the rest? Uh, I'll just I'll quickly do any notes if I have them. OK, so the album cover is actually both of Tyler and uh, Josh's paternal grandfathers. I was wondering about that, what the tie yeah. in there was. That's the album cool. cover is just two old guys. Yeah, it's just two old guys standing on a screen. It's. Nothing crazy, but kind of funny, honestly, for like a like a such a popular album. Yeah. So uh, the first song, "Ode to Sleep." I do want to say this song. They played it in front of a small concert before the song was named, like a hometown concert, and they had everyone take a slip of paper and write down what the name of the song should be. And "Ode to Sleep" was one of the names, so they picked it. Which is that's that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. That's the only cool thing about this song. Well, I, yeah, this song in particular, I don't. I don't really like the... It's got a couple, like, melody changes. I've tried to listen to it three times and never finished it. Yeah, it. so the song is trying to go from, like, day to night, and that's why there's there's so many melody changes. Um, yeah, so basically, the way I see it is there's there's two melodies. There's this, like, hard, like, weird, fucked-up melody in the beginning, and then there's, like, this poppy, like, upbeat melody that goes second, and then they just go back and forth between those two. Yeah, so the, the song itself is a struggle. Like, it's one of the lyrics, Why am I not scared in the morning? I don't hear those voices calling. Uh, but I'll tell them why you, won't you let me go? Do I threaten all your plans? Is, again, it's day and night playing back and forth. Yeah. Ty Tyler said this is one of his favorite songs to play live. Um, I'm I'm with you. This song's not not for booty. me. Booty, <laughs> booty way to open this album. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I'd go that far, but I don't like it. <laughs> okay. Um, but then it gets a lot better. So the next song's holding on to you, and I really like that song. That's definitely very poppy, very upbeat. Good track here. This is one of my favorites. Yeah, this is in. I think this is in my top ten here too. Yep, um, yep. No doubter here for sure. This 
this is a great way to open the album. Just skip the first song. Just start here. <laughs> yeah, the song, this, uh, it's an ode to self-control. Uh, some of the lyrics, you think twice about your life. It probably happens at night, right? Fight it, take the pain, ignite it, tie a noose around your mind. Loose is enough to breathe fire and tie it to a tree. Tell it you belong to me. This ain't a noose. This is a leash, and I have news for you. You must obey me. It's a cool, cool lyric. Yeah, yeah, this is just a cool fucking song in general. I really, really like this. The chorus is super catchy. Oh, my God, this whole song's catchy, it, dude. This I- is the one where he's like, uh, and in my left side brain. Na, 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 na. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. that's it. Yep. And the next song is an ode to migraines. <laughs> In Odo. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's just fucking with you. <laughs> no, the next song is Migraine. This is also a good song. It is. It's almost a little like preachy, kind of. Yeah, a little bit. Let me play a, a snippet here because it is a little bit. Or let's just start from the top. Yeah. So this kind of has that like choral music I was talking about too. A little bit of that sound. Obviously, they've distorted the vocals here, but. Yeah, that that uh, opener, and then they use that for the chorus is pretty cool. Yeah, it's a cool mix, and then he gets into the hip hop here. And yeah, the song is about uh, struggling with anxiety, depression, taking control of your own mind. Yeah, so that's a weird thing we've talked about before. Where like a lot of this music is played to more upbeat music, and is still like a little depressing. Yeah, I mean, so the the lyrics of what you just played, "Am I the only one I know waging my war is behind my face and above my throat? Shadows will scream that I'm not that I'm alone." Yeah, man. Uh, it's then, it's a weird mix, but that's what they do. But then the second time they play that little uh, that line, intro, yeah, yeah, they add. But I know we've made it this far, kid. So they try to right. be a little bit more. They come off the the back end of it, right? Yeah. Um, cool song. Yeah, like this one here for sure. I I really think after Old to Sleep, like the album goes on for a while and does like good stuff. Yeah, I uh, this isn't my, one. This isn't by any means my favorite album, but it's a good album. Yeah, agreed. The next song is House of Gold. This has got some radio play. Um, this is maybe I'll, I'll call this the first very different track for them just because it does have more of that like uh, acoustic guitar, ukulele sound to it. High tempo, upbeat. Um, this is kind of like sing songy to it. Really like this song. Yeah. So Tyler uh, bought a ukulele at a used music store, taught himself to play it in a couple days. Like th- I think he plays, I think it's 11 different instruments. That so makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then he tried to write a song with it. So I think this is the first ukulele song in their catalog. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> again, it's so weird. It's such a weird mix-in, but uh, really, really fucking fun song. I, like, this could just go in any playlist you got. Yeah, and the song itself is about, like, making a promise to, like, um, a mother, uh, and the mother in the song, but it could be a father, anyone that you'll take care of them when they get older. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I could see, I know it's popular. A lot of people resonate with it. It's not one of my favorites, but I could see why why you would resonate with the song. It's just fun for me, man. Like it, it's it feels fun. They've had two fun songs and migraine in here to start. Like we're feeling good. We're doing good. The fun it, is about to end, but oh, you don't like car radio? No, I just don't think it's fun. It's a, oh, it's oh, a good oh. song. Okay, but okay, it, it's okay. much much darker. Yeah. So car radio. Uh, this song is almost spoken word in for the first like two minutes and fifteen seconds, and then I have to I have to play a snippet of it because it just goes into like an EDM song. Yeah, so it starts out real slow. He's just talking about like some guy stole his car radio, and now he sits in the car silently. Yeah, so let me get. And then it's, it sounds like they're at the club. But yeah, so that's like towards the end of the song. So the the song opens with just like the uh, that soft piano opener you were playing there for a snip. Um, 
and he's just like slowly talking, kind of picks up the pace a little bit into like his hip hop rap. Um, and then towards the end of the song, he gets that EDM track in there and he like starts screaming into the vocals. Uh, he's letting it all hang out on the very end. Um, and obviously it's it's more than just about losing his fucking car radio. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so he actually did. Someone did actually. Steal yeah, his I figured car that's radio, where the song came from, uh, which is funny, I guess. But so. The song is about, you know, ta- like taking time to be alone with your own thoughts. Right. Um, some of the lines from the song that are kind of powerful. I could pull th- I could pull the steering wheel. I have these thoughts so often I ought to replace that slot with what I once bought because somebody stole my car radio and now I just sit in silence. He also says at one point, like, silence is scary or something like that, um, which kind of reflects what we were talking about with the, the meaning for this song. Yeah. And when he's screaming, he's screaming in at the end. And now I just sit in silence. Yeah. Yeah. And now I just sit in silence. He's like, just fucking fed up with it. Like <laughs> he, he's been talking about just like kind of being like, oh, yeah, this sucks. I don't have a car radio anymore. And then at the end, he's like, fuck this. I'm tired of sitting here with no fucking radio in the in the car. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. And the other line, I ponder something great. My lungs will fill and then deflate. They will fill with fire. Exhale with desire. Um, And then last thing, uh, have you ever heard the Louis C.K. bit? No. About. He does a bit about uh, sitting in the car and like turning the radio off. And he's like, yeah, at one point in the bit, he's like, yeah, I'm just crying at the intersection because it's the first time I'm alone with my thoughts. It's a, it's a hysterical bit. <laughs> oh, Louis C.K. Back when he was funny, I, I didn't like his last like I bought one of his recent specials and I, I didn't even get through it. Yeah, I've only seen clips of him. The clips I've seen are funny, but obviously those are the, the funny ones they put out there. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. This is where we can kind of take a dive to wherever you want to go here. Why don't you lead the way? Yeah, so semi-automatic, uh, decent song. It's, uh, the the only note I had on this one is Tyler said in an interview that a lot of pop songs talk about the nighttime is partying, whereas for him, that's when he battles his demons. So that's Mm -hmm. why, like, a lot of their songs are not, there's elements of night in a lot of their songs. Ah, okay, okay. It's like a motif. Yeah, so that, that's the only note I had on that song. I thought the song had a, like, Tyler did a really cool job of, like, going up and down through his range here. Or through his level, sorry. Yeah, he he's kind of going through, uh, it's frustration with the ability to control, like, certain parts of yourself. 100%, yep. And that's, I mean, that's why it's called semi-automatic. Yep. Um, And then Screen, this is another one that was written on ukulele. Yeah, yeah, I like this song, too. Um, Good track here. The the chorus is cool. He's like, I'm standing in front of you. I'm trying to be so cool. You can kind of hear a little bit of like choppy ukulele or like guitar in the back. Like maybe it's not even, but you can hear that. Like it's like that muted sound, you know? Yeah. There's also elements of uh, religion in this one too. Standing in front of you, obviously, and then. Uh, one of the lines is, no, we're not perfect, but you already knew that. Again, it's, you know, going, going back to, uh, to God. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. Uh, next track, if you want to go there. Yeah. This is a run and go. Yeah. Um, so the only note I had on this is he says for some of his songs, he likes to picture like, um, uh, like a location that he'd be playing it. And this one was like a festival. That he yeah, this kind of got a festival sound to it. A little more up-tempo. Uh, good beat here. Yeah, so the song is about... Uh, he didn't want to. He doesn't want to burden like his father in the song, but I mean, it could be anyone. Hmm. Um, but okay. he still needs him to stick around. So the lyric is, 
Don't want to give you all my demons. You'll have to watch me struggle from several rooms away, but tonight I need you to stay. So, like, if gotcha. you're going through it yeah, and, yeah. you know, possibly suicidal or depression or whatever, and you just need someone else, like... Yeah, yeah, not doesn't have to be in the same room, but you just need someone there. Be there, yeah. Yeah. Right, take care of it. So, yeah. I and mean, uh, the other part of the song, uh, one of the lyrics from the song is, I've killed a man and all I know is I'm on the run and go. Hmm. Yeah, so it's... Like, I don't know, there's, I guess, different elements of, because there's a one element of, like, yeah, you're, you need someone to be there for you emotionally, but then also, like, he's adding in the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. I was trying to pull something deeper out of my ass there, but I didn't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Um, um, yeah. Fake you out if you want. I just like the electronic da-da-da-da-da-da-da that they have. Yeah, that, one. that was the same note I had, basically. Yeah, we don't we don't have to talk about anything else for this one. Guns for Hands, I thought was kind of powerful. Yeah, this one we we have to talk about. Yeah, go uh, ahead. So this song was inspired by a, sh- a show. This is from Tyler. A show in Cincinnati. After the show, a bunch of kids came up and shared some of the struggles of like depression and and suicidal thoughts that they were having with Tyler. Again, this is their hometown, Cincinnati. Um, and then not too long after, he was in New York and saw a magazine about a town in New York with a bunch of kids going through the same thing. So he just kind of came to the conclusion, everyone's struggling with questions of why am I here? And that can lead to bad things. Uh, and you have the ability to hurt yourself. Like, so that's where the metaphor, like, and guns others. For ha- yeah. Yeah. So that's where the metaphor guns for hands comes from. And uh, Tyler said, older generations don't always acknowledge what people are going through. So that's why he kind of made this song um, to acknowledge that you have the power, like you said, to hurt your, not only yourself, but other people. Yeah, and I kind of thought this was a reflection, too, on just the way the world is nowadays, where, like, there's a lot of people who just don't have any, like, want or ability to, like, sympathize with each other, so they're just pointing guns at each other in, in you know, the inability to disagree. Right, yeah, where it's, that's a good point, where it's always, like, everyone's always on edge. Yeah, yeah. Where it's, like, yeah, sometimes it's, like, just put put down your weapons and just, you know, kind of have a discussion or just relax um yeah that, that's a good point i didn't really think of it like that too yeah song played over like the a poppy electronic beat uh mid-level mid-tempo here nothing too wild um but really powerful song yeah and one of the the lyrics i noted i'm trying to sleep but i can't when you all have guns for hands yeah that um, like closes out the song yeah, yeah yeah it's a yeah it's uh definitely check it out if if uh yeah you haven't heard this one it's pretty powerful that's wild that's two songs towards the end of both of these albums that were like Usually you get to the end of an album, you're just kind of tuning out a little bit. They're not. No, not by any means. No, no, they're not slowing down a little bit. Trees is powerful. The next song is powerful in a a different way. Yes, talk to me about that, because this definitely wasn't one of my favorite tracks, but go for it. So the lyrics are sad, but it has, like, at some point in the song, it's got, like, that club-type music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Let me just, if I'm already on the album. Yeah, that's definitely club music. Yeah, so the actual song is, uh, it's it's about, like, the protagonist is standing in the forest, surrounded by trees. He knows, like, it's about God. He knows that God is, like, somewhere in the woods. Okay. Um, But he can't, he doesn't see him, obviously. Ah. But he knows, like, his, his God's not sharing his presence, but he knows that he's there. Uh, I know where you stand, silent in the trees, and that's where I am, silent in the trees. Why won't you speak where I happen to be? 
So, for a second there, I was going to say this is a li- little bit more, like, secure in his own beliefs. But then that last little bit where he's like, I know you're there, but I can't see you, is a little bit like, uh, like why have you forsaken me type deal. Yeah, I think that's a... That, I mean, that's obviously the biggest thing, like, in in religion, you talk about, like, you have to believe in it's stuff that you can't see. Yeah, it's yeah. faith. Yeah. And so he's kind of, I don't know if he's necessarily questioning it, but more questioning, like, like I have the faith, why don't you just show yourself? Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a really cool metaphor. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I didn't dig that deep into it, that's sick. Yeah, and that's why, so, the first time I listened to uh, their catalog or whatever, like, the first album, I was like, eh, I don't really like this. But then when I dug into the lyrics, I'm like, okay, like, I appreciate it more because of, like, some of the stories and messaging that he's trying to convey. Yeah, 100%. Um, and th- in Vessel, this album, the first time I listened to it, I was like, all right, this is all right. And then, like, the after I went back a couple more times, I was like, oh, I actually like this. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I was, I think, I, I don't think I changed my mind too much on this album. I just, I, I like the songs I liked the first time through, and that's second, third time, same thing. Yeah, so album closes out with Truce. Uh, it's piano background. It's a slower song. No change up in this one. Uh, about finding peace in adversity. And uh, the Tyler encourages, like, in the song, whoever he's talking to, to, to stay alive and remain hopeful. So just, like, if you're going through hard times, like, just stay alive and kind of persevere, which is a cool way to close out the album. Yeah, a soft, slow piano track here. Not too long. Only, uh, what is that, like, two minutes and some change, yeah. Um, but I, again, same thing as Isle of Flightless Birds. This is a cool way to close out this album. The whole album talks about like, um, battling adversity on a personal level, um, with different people, with yourself. And this is kind of just like, all right, listen, we've, we've dealt with all that. We are dealing with all that, but for now, just hang on, just yeah. take it, take a beat, slow down. And it was cool. They actually released a commentary, uh, album with each. So they talked about each track like off that. this album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, whereas like. The Foo Fighters one they did for um, I don't was it Medicine at Midnight I think or Wasting Light one of those two albums yeah, yeah. they did they did a commentary track and they like didn't they, like they didn't give any like cool insights whereas like th- this one uh, some of the notes I pulled from here were directly from Tyler's mouth yeah, which yeah, is cool that's pretty fucking cool I like I like Foo Fighters done it Shinedown's done it um, I'm forgetting I, like my lesser known band but Bad Flower if you listen to their, oh cool uh their newest album Apple Music there's actually a track in between each tracks and it's just a little bit of like a snippet of them talking about each track that's cool um so yeah yeah I like that kind of stuff good album good closer here truce yeah uh so then we get into Blurry Face in 2015 big pop hit I I mean if we're if we ever get to the point where we rank like all the albums from like ten artists in a row next, this is up there next grab bag. Yeah, th- this is this is an amazing album, start to finish. Yeah, no doubter here. Um, kind of a a weird ass album cover. I don't get it. it but maybe you got something on that. Uh, yeah. Let me. I, if so it's there's nine circles, and each circle has like a different pattern in it. Um, two of the circles are red. Um, they're they're lined up in like a box formation too. So like three through three. Um, with a well, black background. So I will say in their next album. Like the concept for that album is there's there's nine um bishops and there are nine circles here, so I don't know if, if that plays into it. Uh in trench there's nine bishops? Well the the concept when we get for the concept okay. for trench, okay. it's it's like uh this dystopian city and okay. yeah, but I don't I don't know on this album cover. Yeah, weird. But I will say this is kind of a concept album. It's like a 
Yeah, I'll say it's a concept album. Right, with, it, it tiptoes the line. Yeah, there's there's this essentially there's this character blurry face that represents like your own like uh, insecurities, doubt, depression, mm-hmm. any kind of like you know essentially bad thing along those right. lines. It is mentioned kind of throughout the album, right? Yeah, and it's trying to you know overcome this. Uh, I don't know if like pers- alter ego or persona or you know whatever it is that's that's kind of bringing you down. Uh, it's almost like in, I guess the best example would be like in Star Wars when Anakin has to, ah, uh, yeah, when they're they have to fight like their dark side. Uh, like this okay. would be what I would akin like Blurry Face to. Okay, that makes sense. Yep, I get it. Um, yeah, it's cool little like it's cool little add in for a few of the songs where they do mention it. Yeah, and again, this is the first album in the digital era to have every track receive a, a gold rating, which is pretty cool. That's fire, man. This album's fire. And uh, again, this goes back to uh, like for the sound on this album like 21 pies doesn't give a fuck what anyone else thinks like they're just gonna do whatever they want to do which i i have to respect now that being said like like i mentioned before they have leaned a little bit more into the pop side of things and especially when you get to scaled nicely they've they've full-on uh, trenched themselves in pop but yeah there's still like a lot of fuck you I, we're doing our thing here um, and the first track is exactly that heavy dirty soul Heavy Dirty Soul is kind of like this high-tempoed rap track in the beginning, and then they hit the choruses, and it's just him kind of like sweetly singing into the mic. Now, still like like loudly and uh, up-tempo, but a stark break from the verses. Yeah. Can you say my Heavy Dirty Soul? And then it's like... Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. So he actually derived... Tyler derived some of the lyrics from this from a poem called Street Poetry that he had written earlier. And he actually published it. Um, so, the, again, this song deals with this theme of mental health, insecurity, self-doubt. Uh, he's kind of rapping about his struggles and with the character Blurry Face, which represents his negative emotions. This song was featured on the soundtracks of Madden NFL tw- 2016 and WWE 2016, which is funny. That's not that heavy. Come on. Yeah, well, okay, let me, let me put it this way, right? So, like, Madden and WWE, when I think of the soundtracks for those two, uh, like, franchises, I think of, like... Hard rock, like tiptoeing metal, not Twenty One Pilots. Um, I haven't played or, Madden or game like in rap years. tracks or like rap yeah. rappers, you know. Yeah, I get that. Or like, like think about this, right? So, like one of my one of my favorite uh, video game soundtracks of all time is Tiger Woods two thousand four. DMX's "Up in Here" was the the lead track on that soundtrack. That's awesome. Tiger Woods 2004. Uh, you know what would be fun for next grab bag is if we, we rank the top video game soundtracks. That'd be a, a fascinating like exploration. I would love to do that. Let's put we'll, that on We'll the throw board. it on the list. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's cool. Uh, so this song also has four different music videos where it's, it's them performing. One of them is uh, Tyler performing the, the poem that inspired this song in front of a camera. And then the, the other one is them performing in California. Another one in... Um, yeah, and then another one somewhere else, which is, again, it's just kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. And then the lyric from the song that I like, or that stood out, was, Mindless zombies walk walking around with a limp and a hunch, saying stuff like you only live once. So, again, just going back to people that kind of just, like, brain dead, yeah, follow yeah. the crowd. Just uh, moving along. Cool line, and, and I thought. Yeah, good song. So then, it gets into Stressed Out, arguably their their biggest song. Certainly one of the top three. Yeah, it's right there up in the top three. I think it's got, like, two billion streams or one and a half, something yeah. like that. Kind of a weird, like, trippy electronic beat, but it, it's, I don't even know if it's so much, of, well, no, trippy electronic beat, um, similar to that Muse thing I was talking about earlier, where they got these drawn out, kind of wiry, almost like alien-y notes. 
um, mixed over drums and Tyler like talks rapping again. Again, I, I think this song is a masterpiece about like just the nostalgia of like uh, or just realizing like, yeah, the good old days back when you were a kid, like when you get older, life kind of gets harder and it's it stresses you out. Yeah, it's something I'll put it this way. It's something everyone can relate to. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. I mean, especially, you know, I'm, I'm 25 and you're 35 and <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, like you get to, everybody gets to that point in their life where it's like you have a job and you have life, family, kids, whatever. And uh, you just realize the good old days are gone, and and now you're in this uh, different state. Yeah, wish I could turn back time to the good old days when the mama sang us to see, but now we're stressed out. Uh, it, what's cool uh, in the verse in this, I wish I found some better sounds no one ever heard. I wish I had a better voice that sang some better words. I wish I found some chords in an order that is new. I wish I didn't have to rhyme every time I sang, which he doesn't in that line, which is cool. <laughs> uh, I was told when I get older, all my all my fears would shrink, but I'm now I'm insecure and I care what people think. That's kind of a, uh, an interesting point. Well, I guess kids do too, like care what people think. Like bullying is a problem. Um, but I, I do think like at at a certain point in your life, you do like like people's opinions on you start to matter. Like especially in I'm thinking in terms of work, right? Like yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You have to put on a face and you have to like do your job well, and uh, you know all these different things that go into just like getting on getting by with your day and if you're not getting by well with that like your day's fucked your week's fucked and then the next line right after that is my name's blurry face and i care what you think right first allusion to it sure illusion and uh i yeah again i I really like the line when he's like uh i wish i didn't have to rhyme every time i sang because it's it's funny how like when you think about it like (laughs) in a vast majority of songs like you that's just the structure you rhyme and it's funny that he changes it up for this and then he doesn't rhyme like in this instance yeah in, in other 21 pilot songs too but i just thought it was cool that he actually like called it out he called it out but i think there's like um you know the thing about how like there's a like an objective standard of beauty that relates to like the golden ratio and people's faces being like symmetrical in certain ratios and whatnot yeah i think that applies to a lot of different things and i think music is one of those things where like there are certain patterns and and ratios of of sounds and and combinations that have to come together to make like a like an audible like pleasing sound, and I think rhyming is one of those things that just like it doesn't necessarily sound like music if you're not rhyming. That's true. There is within each rhyme, there's almost a resolution. Yeah, exactly. Like you you kind of close out you, the thought. You've connected one point to the next. Yeah. Um, you know that being said, I've heard other songs that like don't necessarily rhyme the whole way through, and it works sometimes. It's just one of those things that like. Yeah, I mean in rap, um people like rappers will change it up yeah every now and then where they kind of like or just close it out and then they get in a new one and then that kind of rhymes or they make Uh, ridiculous rhymes just like (laughs) absurdly like that didn't even rhyme rhymes that yeah that would be that's that's another funny one that we i think little wayne does this we'll find this as we go through the little wayne catalog just absurd rhymes (laughs) yeah uh and uh the music video for this song is it features uh josh playing big wheels and and with their families like in their childhood homes oh that's cool and it also shows the character blurry face like in the music video ah. um the vi- the music video has over 2.6 billion views too damn so yeah cool track I, th- again this song they played on the radio too much but this this song is a masterpiece yeah really really good yeah rides up next i like this one more uh a little bit more upbeat 
or not maybe not upbeat's the right word for it, but just like better tone, better, uh, happier sound to it. Um, yeah, I really like this song. Same kind of thing. It's similar to the last song, though. Yeah, this song also has a, t- a ton of radio play. I, I don't like this one as much. Um, lyrically, lyrically, it ex- explores like the like taking a bullet for someone. Uh, questioning yeah. your own the like, things you do for people. Yeah, your own values. Um, he also expresses desire to to like find something worth living for, like to enjoy the ride for in life, which is which is cool. Yeah, yeah. No, this is another powerful song. I do. I like what he does in the chorus with his range, where he goes up and down that ho, 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 ho. Yeah, that is cool. Taking my time on my ride. Yeah, like he yeah. just he does a really really good job singing on this song. Yeah, uh, yeah. One of the lyrics: Who would you live for? Who would you die for? And would you ever kill? Mm-hmm. Like he mm-hmm. just asks that question in the song, which is again, it's 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 blunt, but like true to the source. Exactly. Yeah, good track here. Yeah. So then, uh, fairly local is next. This one is one of my. L- I don't like this one as much off the album, but it's still all right, I guess. Yeah, relative to some of the other songs, it's not one of my favorites. I still kind of like it. Um, it's got this like low tone poppy vibe to it, uh, like muffled, distorted voice vocals. Yeah. So with the vocals, the the song kind of de- depicts like Tyler's uh, two sides of his personality, and one one being like the character of Blurry Face. Yeah. And there is, I don't have a timestamp on it, but at some point in the song, there's like a demon like voice. Um, and it kind of represents like the evil side, like the blurry face side. Yeah, it's like a like a low like. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it without <laughs> it playing. Sound it. like a monster under the couch. It, it sounds monstrous. Um, but then uh, towards the end of the song, everything gets kind of reversed, and you kind of like accept and realize that you know you have everyone has their own problems. Um, but even even with that you got to try your hardest to to better yourself. Yeah, 100%. That's all this. Oh, well, that's everything here. Good good track just falls short of some of the other good really good tracks on this album. Yes. And uh so now we're on what is this the fifth fourth fifth song in the album? Yeah, so we're coming up on five here. This Yeah, that- so the fifth song Tear in My Heart. At this point in the album there's Stressed Out Ride and now Tear in My Heart in the first five songs of off the album. Yeah, it's it's heavy, man. Tear in My Heart is another it's classic. A banger. And what's crazy is like this. Well, I guess it's not crazy because "Stressed Out" and "Ride" were massive, right? But "Tear My Heart" is another hit that got a ton of radio play here. Yeah. So this is one. It's the only song on the album to not like feature any mention or illusion of Blurry Face. Yeah. Uh, two. He wrote this song for his wife, which which makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think the one of the most unique, but like oddly satisfying like little asides in a song is when he's uh singing about like the potholes and how he's swerving to avoid hitting the potholes yeah. when his wife's <laughs> sleeping in his car right right and w- what is the line uh curse cursing my government for not for not using my tax dollars to fill more cement like to fill to fill the holes with more cement yeah yeah, yeah that's the track um see he does another master class on vocals here too i think um, like he, he sings kind of sweetly through the verses and then the chorus, he picks it up hard again. Yeah. The, the music here is really cool too. Like the little change I love, up. I love like, the electronic here, the keyboard. Yeah. 
in the pause after is really cool. That's what I was kind of talking about where, like, they take this piano music, keyboard music, and, like, turn it on its head. And, like, you, you just don't think of piano that way sometimes. Or at least if I, if I mentioned, like, piano music to you, you wouldn't think of piano music that way. That sounds more like, like, a, um, like a dueling piano bar type of piano there. <laughs> um, it's just really fucking cool. Yeah, so the lyrics here, she's a tear in my heart, I'm alive. She's a tear in my heart, I'm on fire. She's a tear in my heart, take me higher than I've ever been. Uh, and then the little melody that I was trying to get earlier. You fell asleep in my car. I drove the whole time, but that's okay. I'll just avoid the holes. So you sleep fine. I'm driving here. I sit cursing my government for not using my taxes to fill holes with more cement. Yeah. And again, it's got that sing songy vibe. Joey did it at the very beginning of that. Yeah. Little I didn't want to do it the whole time, <laughs> um, but it's got this like sweet little sing songiness to it. It's fun. Good song. Yeah. Really good song. Um, so next song is lame boy. This one uh, is I don't really like this one as much. I don't like this one either. Yeah, the music, the music wise, it's uh, eh. There's a cool little. It's it, I don't know if it's necessarily guitar, but there's a cool little lick in the beginning and the end of the track. Um, kind of up tempo uh, music or yeah, up tempo music here. Uh, the chorus is kind of awkward to me, like Lane Boy, like in the way they say it, there should be a comma between Lane and Boy. But then the title is just Lane Boy. Um, it just feels <laughs> awkward to me. Yeah. So the song's about it's like criticizing people that uh, just abide to by like the standards and music, right? Which it, we were kind of talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. So again, concept wise, lyrically, it's it's interesting, but I don't I don't really like the music on this one. Yeah, this is one of the one another one of the less good, the worst tracks here. So. Yeah, although, th again, uh, he did, there was a cool line. I wasn't raised in the hood, but I know a thing or two about pain and darkness. If it wasn't for this music, I don't know how I would have fought past this. It's a cool, cool line. Yeah, never afraid to really, like, like put himself out there. That, that's what's crazy to me about kind of some of this is, like, especially on that first album, he's just, like, unashamed to put everything into his music. There's no, there's no, not that he should be shameful. What I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, there's no holding anything back. He puts yeah. everything on the line, no matter like how good or bad it is. Yeah, and it's I, it's again, it's just cool when someone puts himself out there like that. Like you have to, even if you don't like necessarily the music, you have to respect it. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And here we are with good music. So, <laughs> so the next song is the Judge, which is a an interesting song. I, I think it's kind of about self forgiveness. Uh, this is another ukulele one. Yeah. Again, back to the ukulele. That's pretty fucking cool. He does an awesome job on vocals here. He does just about everything you can do with your voice on this song, except for the screaming, really. The, co the chorus is pretty cool. Yeah. Like, You're the judge. Yeah. Oh, set me free. Great track. Not great track. Really, really good track. Um, yeah. And again, I think it also there's elements of uh, exploring like judgment. Like in the song, he kind of describes like overhearing like a conversation that's behind like closed doors. Yeah. Um, and it. it Again, it's kind of talking about like his his doubts and fears, uh, seeking forgiveness and salvation. Uh, it's just it's a cool track, and yeah, the the chorus. You're the judge. Oh no, set me free. I know my soul's freezing. Hell's hot for good reason. So please take me. Yep. Yep. Facts. Fire. Um, the next track is doubt. I don't even. Think I, I, have. I like this one. You like the, it? Go ahead. I don't think I like this one. Oh, uh, I like the. Again, it's got like that almost like electronic, like don't die out, out, out me. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, struggling with kind of the same thing, like could be religion, uh, self doubt. But one of the lines is gnawing on the bishops, claw our way up their system, repeating simple phrases. Someone wholly insisted. 
Yeah, so that's basically he. You know, he he talks a lot about uh, just kind of doing what people tell you to do, and this is the religious aspect of that. Where, yeah, have faith. I'm telling you to have faith. A hundred percent. Which I mean, I've I've struggled with that in my life. And yeah, I used to go to church uh, growing up or whatever. My parents made me, and I've definitely like there's I've re- I related to a lot of the uh, the questions Tyler is asking or some of the things he's pointing out in some of these albums. Yeah, I think any thoughtful religious person questions their faith at at some point. If if, if you don't, there's if you don't, you're just taking it on face value, and you really have no like. The way I see it is like if you don't have any questions about your faith, then how do you defend your faith? Yeah, it's it's almost the same thing with um in my opinion with like the news. Like there's people that blindly just there's they Spout. don't question anything. It's just they just rinse and repeat whatever the news says. Right. And I think it's that that same thing could be applied to to faith. It's like you you should have some sort of questions. Yeah, even if those questions are answered, at least you've been thinking about it and like if you if you don't have questions, you're just spouting off what other people are telling you and and I, I think part of the question. Nah, I don't want to get too much into it, but yeah, <laughs> Twenty One Pilots making this Fuck making man. this a deep episode. <laughs> I went to Catholic high school. I took theology class in college as like a, a like one of my electives. I could go on and on and on, but yeah, I I could too. Yeah. I mean, I uh, religion is something that's I'm not into, but the I very much would like to like. I like talking about it. It's fascinating to me, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot there and a lot that, that I plenty that I don't know. So yeah, um, um yeah. so yeah. <laughs> Up next, we have Polarize. This one I I liked a lot more. Um, this is a cool song. Sick chorus here. His rapping has improved. It just it feels gets it gets better. Good, I, like a good flow here. I don't know how else to describe that, but yeah. So, uh. This song is is cool too. Let me let me pull my note for this. So he's kind of asking for help to to polarize and asking his friends to help him on on his projects and personal problems. Uh, the word polarize itself means to separate into two opposing concepts, which is kind of what the album Blurry Face is about in general. Like you separating the bad part of your you know trying to separate the the bad part of yourself and like overcome it. Yeah. Um and. This song kind of encapsulates Tyler's quest, if you will, to separate himself from Blurry Face. Yeah, yeah, this is uh that that's interesting. I hadn't thought so I like I generally knew what polarized meant, but I didn't take it that way. That's interesting. That's cool. Yeah, and uh what's It might be after this song. I think it's after this song where the rest of the album trends like more upbeat yeah. and positive yeah. and that's kind of like the towards the very end yep. yeah until the very end sorry like that last track connor is just it's a downer man yeah but for we'll sure get there. so yeah what uh we don't next. believe what's on tv sick <laughs> ukulele song this sounds like it should be on vessel did you pick, yeah, did you, yeah yeah i could totally see that 100 percent um another one about just like bucking authority here fun fun track like a deep cut to check out i mean obviously like this album is so popular but a deep a really good really good deep cut yeah so he uh tyler said that he actually wrote this song for his mom um it is it's similar sound wise to house of gold which he also wrote for his mom yeah same kind of thing uh and yeah so like i said this follows polarize and this is like 
again, it's like the turning point in the album where things have started to get better in terms of like, like it's more upbeat. Like he's kind of like separated himself from blurry face. And yeah, this song again, is just about, you know, don't believe everything you hear, like think for yourself. Yeah. That's, that's the, that's really like the overarching theme for this whole band is like, they really don't ever get away from that. Um, no. Um, yeah. Which is kind of a popular trope in like rock music, I guess. Um, not so much in pop in my experience, but, uh, again, they're, they're so musically diverse that it doesn't shock me that they, they brought in something like that here. Um, yeah. And cool we'll, track. Yeah. We don't believe what's on TV because it's what we want to see and what we want. We can't believe we have all learned to kill our dreams. I don't. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Good track. Cool, cool song. Message man up next. Not my favorite. No, so uh, this this one's interesting. It's uh, the song itself. The song title is a play on words. So, in the chorus, there is a line: "Please use discretion when you're messing with the message man." Another one where there should be a comma in there. So yeah, so it's a call out to the people who don't pay attention to the lyrics. The comma implies that there isn't a message man, but instead a message people are missing. Yeah, which yeah, is cool. That makes a hundred percent. Like, if that had been on Lane Boy. Where they needed the comma, I I might have appreciated that a little bit more because that perfectly summarized like this whole song has like an awkward like strange flow to it, and so if the message is like you're not listening like like dig in a little deeper then I get it. Yeah, I'm with you where I don't like this song as much. Uh, that was a cool tidbit though. Yeah, yeah. This song also like. The the electronic in the back, I just noted, sound a little bit like a heart monitor, like when you're at the hospital. Oh, really? I oh, that's cool. Um, I mean, it's it's stupid, but like, let's see if I can pull up a, a, yeah. a snippet of it because I didn't know how else to describe it. I was trying to come up with like a good way to describe this beat, <laughs> or like maybe that I, I I could see that. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, whatever. That was dumb. Uh, but yeah. Not my favorite track on the album, but good here. Yeah. So next song is Hometown. This is one of my favorite songs. Okay, so go off, because I was trying to figure this one out this morning again. Yeah, so I uh, lyrically, it's not one of my favorites, but the sound, I love the sound on this song. Got like a Coldplay kind of beat to it. Yeah. Um, so lyrically, the, again, this this song kind of has a double meaning. Uh, describes the artist's life, like as it, growing up, like uh, going to Catholic school, essentially being Christians in a world that doesn't understand what they believe in yeah um and then also in the song tyler kind of speaks to god like pleading for redemption uh as well as to the masses imploring them to realize they're powerless without faith yeah one of the notes uh and then secondly the lyrics kind of nod to blurry face describing his character and the effects of depression mm. so one of the lines that kind of backs that up a shadow tilts its head at me spirits in the dark are waiting i will let the wind go quietly and then where we're from, there's no sun. Our hometown's in the dark. Yeah. Okay. That's heavy, man. God damn. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, totally. This uh, this song definitely hits a little bit deeper. It's still got that like upbeat vibe to it. Um, but you could tell this one hit a little bit closer um, when you listen the first time through. Yeah. Um, next song is Not Today. Good. Like they do a great job of like bringing you up and down on this song um mm -hmm. kind of like what i talked about with foo fighters where like they'll bring it slowly up 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 and then drop you off the cliff yeah um other than that a little more positive I, I like the piano work again here yeah so this song's about trying to like remain positive um 
and like being resistance like to the song obviously this is about being resistance resistant to blurry face yeah but again just being more positive in general yeah yeah i think i think this is perfectly placed in the album honestly like dude dude the goner the, feels like a weird track on this album this feels like a perfectly closer honestly oh okay. well we'll get it okay let's get into it then so yeah so goner is this like sl- sad piano-y slow finish and then at the very like not at the very end it slowly like picks up in like uh, noise throughout the song to the point where at the end he's screaming again yeah so let me pull up the the lyrics for this one second and then my notes on this song it's this song i think it's perfectly placed in the album because it's kind of it's a song about tyler's surrender to blurry face and his cry for help for either from god or anyone that's like could help save him um it's a sad song. It doesn't try and dis- whereas some of the other songs are sad and they try and disguise it. This is the end of the album. There's no disguising this. Like this is just a sad song. Yeah. So I guess I guess maybe what I'm trying to say here is like it feels like they're getting a little bit more upbeat towards the end here, like uh, positive vibes, you know. And then it drops right back down to fuck. We're, this is what I'm dealing with. This is my this is my cross to bear. Yeah. I mean the lyrics. Yeah, I could see that. Because at the end, he's screaming, don't let me be gone, don't let me be gone, uh, several times. Yeah. Um, it, as a closer, musically, it's fine. Uh, I, I do love that, like, when when you just let the emotion, like, all drip out on the very end of an album, I really, really like that. And that's exactly what they did here. Yeah, they do this in the next album, too. Um, but, yes, I mean, some of the lyrics, I've got two faces, Blurry's the one I'm not. I've got two faces, Blurry's the one I'm not. I need your help to take him out. Uh, though I'm weakened and beaten down, I'll slip away into the sound. The ghost of you is close to me. I'm inside out. You're underneath. Yeah. So, I I like it. I mean, it, on its own, like if it comes on shuffle, like I don't know if I'll be listening to it every time, but for in place of the album, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um. So that wraps up Blurry Face. Third, yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about it later. Never mind. So, uh, after touring for this album, at the end of the tour, they said that all their shows, like they kind of were able to predict how the shows would go and they didn't like that. So they took a whole year off like social media and everything and like touring. Um, and then they, they started working on trench, got into trench. Yeah. So this is but, kind of a, sorry, go ahead. Before we get into trench, uh, we should mention they release heathens. Ah, yes. For the suicide squad movie, bad movie. Awesome track. <laughs> I didn't even see the movie, but awesome track. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, I would say widely regarded as one of the worst superhero movies out there, at least oh, really? recently. Yeah, like oh, yeah. Morbius. Well, maybe not Morbius level. That's that's truly the the depths of hell. But it feels weird even speaking on it because I've never seen it. Although it is on Netflix, one of these nights I do want to like like really settle in and and yeah, just yeah, yeah. flop flip it on. But uh, yeah, no, it's just bad. But the the track is sick and it's so different from everything else they have. So Heathens is like this crunchy heavy rock song and it's not like high tempo like tyler stays in his lane but um the music itself is so heavy it's almost sounds like part of the beat sounds like a frog like ribbiting yeah yeah all my friends are heathens take it slow the guitar is so distorted like i could see that totally um yeah but yeah it's and tyler he doesn't really pick up his voice too much like he's just kind of soft and quiet through it um the the chorus is is pretty uh, a little bit more like background vocals on top of Tyler there um good stuff 
really good song, just weird for them. Yeah, one of their most popular ones. Yeah, one of my favorite songs for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then the the other one I wanted to touch on, we talked about it on the grab bag last week, but they did a the the cover of uh, My Chemical Romance is Cancer, and if I'm just we talked about it last week, so I won't go over everything, but if you haven't heard this song, listen to it. This song almost brought me to tears. Heavy. Incredibly powerful. Heavy. All right, and that brings us to 2018 Trench. So they they put the the track list on the front of the album cover. At least what I'm looking at here. So I was going to say, oh, hold on. Oh, yeah, you're right. So I didn't didn't pick up on that. Just like a weird little tidbit. So like if you ever bought the physical copy of this album, the track list is usually on the back of whatever physical copy you buy, whether it's a CD, an album, a fucking cassette, whatever. Um, They got the track list right under the title of the album here next to the artwork, which is just like a crow on a yellow background. it has to be intentional, right? Yeah, I'm not smart enough to figure that out, but yeah. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like kind of a cool little tidbit. Um, and then they got a few different logos down here um, that I'm not familiar with either, but kind of cool, just like add-on, I guess. Yeah, so this is a... Whereas the last album is a concept album, this is a full-on concept album. Yeah, 100%. It continue, Not only does it continue the story of Blurry Face, yeah. but it adds on. So... In this album, Tyler and his friend Josh, which obviously the band members, are part of a group of rebels called the Banditos, who are trying to escape from a dystopian city called Dima, uh, which is in Trench, ruled by nine bishops who control the people's minds. And Blurry Face, whose real name is Nico, is one of the bishops. Ah, okay. So they have uh, music music videos for for I don't know if it's every song on the album, but I think it's the majority of them. Like where the music is the music video is them like as like uh the banditos and they're you know they're like in one of the music videos they're shaving tyler's head it's it's crazy like fighting off the the bishops or whatever i I only watched one or two of them so i'm not i i wish i would have uh watched the rest of them but i just discovered it like this last second yeah yeah i'll have to i'll definitely check that out i love like concept music videos yeah and tyler said he got the idea for this like in in the middle of the night he like woke up or whatever and like call, uh, called Josh. So it, it's a it's a really interesting concept. Imagine that phone call. Absolutely th- terrifying. <laughs> you know, you know, Tyler's already got these, this stuff going on in his head. And he calls you in the middle of the night and says, dude, 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 dude. I got this idea for a new album. There's nine bishops. We're fighting <laughs> off a dystopian hellish future. Uh, we're going to be the banditos. You and I are banditos. And then uh, terrifying. Yeah. And th- this is a. I don't know. Is it maybe is dark the right word? Like, is this a, this is a darker album? Kinda? It feels dark. Like, it feels dark. Even with the album cover, I, maybe eerie is a better word. I don't know. Yeah, it, it comes out. It feels, yeah, almost like not horror-y, but like it's got like uh, I don't know. Dark is probably the best word for it. Yeah. So, uh, the album opens with jumpsuit, um, which is a metaphor for the pressures and anxieties that he's facing and then the song he's like jumpsuit jumpsuit cover me or maybe it's just one jumpsuit but jumpsuit cover me yeah and so i'll I'll say here and this will describe pretty much the whole album this album feels like it's stripped down musically um yeah there's not as much there's not as many change-ups no this is one of the more homogenous albums this is maybe the most homogenous album um 
the music's not crazy. It's not loud for the most part. Um, just soft pop beats with little different elements mixed in here and there. Yeah. So this song is it's good. It's a bit slower. He kind of sings most of the song, and then the last thirty seconds he ends up screaming. Maybe the hardest he's ever screamed. Yeah. He lets out a fucking sick one at the end there. Yeah. Uh, good opener track. Really good opener track. I agree. And then it does the thing where the track closes out and intros into Levitate. Love like it. Like a smooth Love transition. It. it even sounds like the same beat. Like, if you didn't know the songs were different, you wouldn't know any different. Right. Right. Um, so Levitate is a song about his desire to rise above the his problems and fears and his reliance on music and rap to do so. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Tyler's kind of, he's rapping, like, I guess, like, frantically might be the best way yeah. to describe it odd like an odd cadence again yeah his voice is more like concerned or, or serious yeah uh and this is the song so the music video for this he like tyler like joins the banditos or he's with the banditos and they're like shaving his head um and he actually shaved his head both for the music video but in life uh he said it was like as a way to like kind of like mentally like reset himself from like uh like like vanity and like just a Caring about appearances. So. Same. Once I get over my vanity and appearances, I'm going to grow out fucking locks. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait to see that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't have anything else on that song. Morph? Yeah. So Morph, um, I think th- I think this one has undertones, again, of being ab- about struggling with faith. Yeah. 100%. Let's see if I can pull up a lyric here. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty introspective. It kind of has some jazzy undertones. Yeah, yeah, this is what I was talking about, where, like, it, it's generally the same thing, and they bring in little elements. They got that little jazzy element to it. Like, you could hear the bass in the background a little bit. Yeah, let, let me pull up. Uh, I had a note to, to just read the lyrics for the first verse. We're so, surrounded and we're hounded. There's no above or under or around it. For above is blind belief, and under is sword to sleeve. Yeah, and then he opens the song with, Can't stop thinking about if and when I die. For now I see that if and when are truly different cries. For if is purely panic, and when and when is solemn sorrow, and one invades today while the other spies tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, dude, again, his his songwriting? Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything else for this track. Oh, uh, I have one more. So he mentions, this is the first song where he mentions Nico, a.k.a. Blurry Face, uh, yeah, one okay. of the bishops. Okay. So thank you for explaining that, because I was confused about how that was going to work out. Yeah, when I first listened to Nico and the Niners, I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah, I was. <laughs> I, th- I just thought that was a weird, like, add-in to the album. I was like, am I, is he talking about the 49 like, is he yeah. the 49 like, is he, am I missing something here? That, exactly. That was the you only Niners. the same thought. That was the only Niners I knew, my dumb football brain. Yeah, dumb football brain. Yeah. So, so uh, the next song, one of my favorites, My Blood, is, this song is actually about, um, Tyler's brother Zach and his willingness to like fight him and protect him uh in the song you know I'll go with you I'll go with you it's just about uh supporting someone and and you know being there for them yeah I I like that like mid-tempo beat they got in this song um again it just kind of sounds all the same to me but fine track I don't dislike any of these tracks um some more than others obviously but uh, this is just a fine track for me. Fine, somewhere in the middle. Yeah, so I, I this is one of my favorites. I really like this one. Um, yeah, and then it gets into chlorine, which is another one of my my favorites. This one I liked a lot more. Um, 
yeah, like you do this weird thing with a distorted like intro and uh, a little bit like pa- pa- not peppy, pa- not poppy, but like uh, they pick up the tempo or ugh, they pick up the beat like a little bit higher through the middle. Um, and the chorus is kind of catchy, very catchy. So this song is about Tyler's relationship with music and creativity and how it can be both cleansing and toxic at the same time for him. So chlorine itself is obviously like a, a, a deadly chemical. Mm-hmm. I mean, not super deadly, but you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's poisonous. Yeah. Um, and he compares it in the song to like a vibe or a beat. And while it has like poisonous properties, like you can't get enough of it. Yeah. Beat is a chemical. When I leave, don't save my seat. I'll be back when it's all complete. The moment is medical. Moment is medical. Sipping on straight chlorine. Yeah. So I when I first heard this song, for some reason, I thought he was saying weed is a chemical. And not the beat. Yeah, no, I could, I could hear that 100%. That's what and, it sounds like. And then when I looked at the lyrics, I was like, oh, that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Haven't heard any drug talk through four al- three and a half <laughs> albums yet. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. It was, I, do you ever have those moments? Where, oh, like, 100%. You think, I, and this happened to me for several songs for years, where I was like, oh, I think this song is uh, is this lyric. And then I look it up, I'm like, oh, like that, of course it's that one. That makes so much more sense. Well, funny enough, we talked about it today. Uh, Blink is is maybe the... The most quintessential band with this problem where Tom's voice is so distorted sometimes that you just cannot, like, anything could be the lyrics. <laughs> I saw a picture of a guy at the concert on Tuesday with this shirt um, for the, the, the part, the chorus in Miss You. And the shirt was the lyrics, but, like, in fucked up letters and yeah, words. Uh, in my, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I think Jake actually sent me a picture of that shirt before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. That, that's exactly what we're talking about here. Don't wait. Yeah, that, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this is a cool song. Um, one of the hits off this album. Love yeah. It. So the next song is Smithereens. Uh, this this one is another one for his wife and how basically how he would do anything for her and uh, you know how you do anything for anyone that you really care about, which is like uh. I would step to a guy much bigger than me, get, I don't know what, I'll just pull up the lyric, get my butt kicked, I'll weigh 153, something like that. Yeah, the next few tracks, the next three tracks kind of lost me, honestly. Yeah, this, Smithereens, I'm not a, a big fan of, um, but Neon Gravestones, uh, it, it has like some spoken word in the middle. Yeah. This song is about uh, the, like, Tyler's view on the glorification of suicide and the media's role in it. It's actually a really, really powerful song. So I, I think we talked a little bit about this with Linkin Park where it's, yeah, yeah, you definitely brought this up where, like, people, rock stars in the news and in the media, like, they, they get this glorified lifestyle and, like, when they die, everybody, you know, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers, but, like, it, it's almost like they, they uh, like, it's almost like they treat them like martyrs instead of like sick people, you know? Yeah, in the even the song I think the song title like Neon Gravestones, that's that's a and that's an amazing song title. Yeah. Oh. I mean, not a great song, incredible song title. Not a great song for me. I just don't like it. Yeah, I think it, it's it's not one of my favorites, but it's I it's powerful. 100%. Like, the so some of the lyrics, we glorify those even more when they and then it's like dot 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 in the my opinion, our culture can treat a loss like it's a win, and right before we turn on them, we give them the highest of praise and hang their banner from a ceiling, communicating, further engraving, an earlier grave is an optional way. No, neon gravestones try to call. Neon gravestones try to call for my bones. Call, 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 call. 
And that's another thing, too, that I, I didn't quite consider until just now is, like, when you hear about rock stars dying in the news, like, they don't ever say, like, this needs to stop. Like, we need to do something about this. It's always just, wow, this is so sad. Like, we're going to miss this this artist, this band. Or not even rock stars, just people yeah, in general. People, right. The conversation around suicide is doesn't really... Yeah, there's no like solution to it. It's just thoughts and prayers. Yeah, it's it's never like a, we need to. This is an issue we need to be talking more about. Yeah, yeah, like like there's so many political issues that people get up on their high horse and like lose their mind about, and then this is definitely something that's just like wow, that's so sad. Yeah. So yeah, again, even though it's not one of my favorites, like it's it's a powerful song. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Cool, right through the middle, at least. Like this is the seventh track in the album, and this feels like a great place for that. Yeah, so I read uh, he was doing an interview and he turned in the 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 set list for the album, like the ordering or whatever, and then he had doubts about this song specifically. But then after he thought about it, he's like, no, 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 that was right. Yeah, 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 that's cool. <laughs> um, I lied about the next track. I said the three tracks between um, six and nine were kind of meh. Uh, the hype is kind of cool. I like I like the hype. It's just a fun pop track. It's got this like synthy, uh, fun old keyboard, um, upbeat, a little more upbeat than like some of the other tracks on this album. Uh, fun chorus, like like sing songy chorus. It's fun. Yeah. Uh... Like this sounds like any other pop song you'd hear on the radio. Yeah, and the song's about dealing with. Uh fame and the expectations that come with that yeah uh, you know the hype yeah exactly so yeah really cool song uh good deep cut yeah the next song is one of my least least favorite ones uh this is like more along the lines of like the concept of the album like nico and the niners it's it's about the the song itself is about the banditos plan to escape from dima by using yellow as a symbol of hope and rebellion and by exposing the lies and manipulation of nico and the other bishops but so it's Concept wise, it's there. I don't. I don't really like. I don't really like this song. I I can't really explain why I like this song. Uh, it doesn't really fit my mold. It doesn't like do anything crazy musically. I just like this song. I don't know how else to say it. It's something about that. Like, I love when they do their like distorted like kind of uh, monstery vocals. Like when they do that, I I just I don't know. They do a great job of that in particular. You get that on this song with the background vocals, just him going. Nico and the Niners. It's just a really like oddball, cool track to me. Yeah, it it's definitely unique. Unique is a great way of putting it. Yeah. Um. Th- this one, funny enough, I think it it w- had the third most streams on the. It had like two hundred plus million streams, which I was surprised. Yeah, it's it's like wildly popular. But it like I I don't think I've ever heard this song on no it, I have on the either. radio. Where it's like I think chlorine and my blood and um. There might be one more that I've heard on the radio. Yeah, gotcha. Um, but yeah, oh. not a deep cut at all. Really popular song. Pretty good song for me. Not so much for Joey. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, next song is Cut My Lip. I like this one a lot. I like this one too. Uh, he gets up into his higher range here. Kind of a, like a weird, uh, like, I don't know how else to describe it, but like not like, not high like Aretha Franklin, but high in like this like, oddball way i don't know i'll just play it fuck it yeah so this song's about uh perseverance and resilience in the face of like pain and accepting your own flaws yeah 100 percent uh he talks about being bruised contusions yep drink it away blood on my tongue you know 
there's a lot of that like kind of uh imagery through this song um kind of it like musically fits the mold of the rest of the album um it's, it's really catchy too oh absolutely um i'm not gonna find the chorus while i'm talking about this so <laughs> you'll just have to listen sorry guys um but yeah good deep cut here yeah i don't have anything else on that yep so next song is bandito this surely has something more to it because i didn't get much but uh yeah so it's about his identity as a bandito which for the concept of the album and i guess in life is just a rebel seeking like freedom and, and truth gotcha. if you will um and and like it, he's inviting other people to join him okay okay uh so he and he does some some spoken word at the end uh let me see if i can pull it up real quick Maybe not. <laughs> it's harder than we thought. Anyways, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's fine. It's just middle of the road here for me. Yeah. The next song, uh, oddly enough, this is I think this is my one of my least favorite ones off the album. And Tyler actually said he almost took this song off the album. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. It's weird. It, it doesn't really fit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 100% with you. Um, the music is like like this heavy distorted kind of keyboard um electronic stuff um it's about it, yeah the lyrics are weird pet cheetah the lyrics are weird it's his pet cheetah is named jason statham uh which is i don't know <laughs> i guess funny but the song's supposed to be like a metaphor for his rap skills and like a, the the way he goes about like his creative process which is i guess is cool i just sound wise i don't like the song we need to take a quick break John Morant went on Instagram oh, I Live saw, I saw that. and was flashing a gun again. Dude's got to get suspended for, like, some... He ha- there's, Adam Silver cannot let him do this without, like, putting down the hammer again. Two times in, what, like, four months? Not even, bro. What do you think he did in that, like, week he took off to go to Florida to go to rehab? Do you think that was, like, all right, I just needed a few... A few to- if I'm going to be here, I ain't fucking around. Like, we're the, just going to go have fun. Part of my take was joking about that. They're like, yeah, like, are we going to rehab for not waving your gun around on Instagram? Like, what are they going <laughs> to, what could they possibly tell you? Oh, my God. This guy, man. I, what's crazy is, like, when you hear him talk, he's pretty well-spoken and, like, seems like a pretty decent dude. <laughs> and then he gets caught flashing a gun twice on Instagram. And he's, like, being sued by, like, a, a two-year-old. No, it's like a no, some the seventeen-year-old yeah. for the bat, yeah, for beating him up after he threw the basketball. Yeah, and like him. flashing yeah. a gun at him. Yeah, this fucking guy, man, dude. The the image of him in the strip club with one elite one scat- scattered everywhere. They couldn't even see the floor. That's put how that many on dollar- his, put that on his tombstone. That's how many dollar bills there were. That that was an all time image. Like I've seen some crazy images from like uh, rich people at the at the club. That is absurd that takes the cake and he's the only one in the room too that's the best part to me is like all that money is laid out everywhere and it's just him and the girl in the room yeah he's in a a private room (laughs) hysterical oh man this fucking guy he's so good too man what a clown what a clown well that that'll probably be a longer suspension that won't be like three games whatever you know they have to give him at least i don't know 20 sounds right to me like second second uh second offense yeah like god damn it dude i always like i have the debate with some friends all the time like not all the time but like occasionally it's like would you rather have Ja or zion like after that draft i don't even know what to say about it anymore 
Zion's always hurt. Zion's always hurt, and now Jaw's like probably on the brink of losing his job. No, dude. Really, if though. he did, if he do, if he gets caught doing this again, he's gonna be in deep shit. No, I. If if uh, let me put it this way: if if Ja Morant were, if PJ Tucker was doing this, he'd be out of the league. But it's the NBA is ne- he's a top ten player in terms of not in terms of, or, I mean, arguably, but in terms of like um presence and like being a young superstar like he's one of the he's one of the youngest most popular like rising stars and like people people love watching him play i just like how much can the, how much of this can the grizzlies put up with before it's like you know what fuck you bro uh when the skills there that i guess but like keep it. just wait until the day he ends up like actually doing something with that gun he's been flashing around it's like well shit yeah now true. we're fucked like, yeah, I don't know. You don't had know. all the warning signs, you know, like, but anyways, uh, yeah. quick aside. Anyways, back to <laughs> fuck. Uh, back to 21 Pilots. Yeah. So the next song is Legend. Uh, another standout song, in my opinion. This is a, a tribute to his grandfather who passed away. Oh, OK. That's nice. I like that. Yeah. Um, so I it's, didn't have much for this song, but that's cool. Yeah. It's like, you know, you're you're a legend in my own mind. Yeah. 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 Really good song. Leave the City is a cool outro, especially now that you've, you've mentioned all about like, the concept of this album. This is a really cool outro. Yeah, so it's about his it's final attempt to leave Dima and, uh, and hope for a better future out, outside of the city. Yeah, yeah, definitely a little more upbeat. But it's the same thing as all the other outros where it's like, do better, get out of your, your shit situation. Yeah, and uh, overall, this is a good album. Yeah, I like this album too. I, I I think the only album I maybe dislike is that first album. Everything yeah. after that, I'm cool with. I'm with you. Totally uh, with you. So I'm not going to be too negative about it. Yep. So then before their next album, they released Level of Concern. Uh, I got a decent amount of radio play. It was a song about COVID, but it's kind of catchy. Uh, and then they also released a Christmas song. I think Christmas yeah, Saves I the Year. Yeah, I saw that. Both songs I could give or take, but. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. There they are, you know. Yeah. I I'll be honest. A bunch of different bands did like COVID songs, and I there was very very few that I liked. No, like Shine Down did Atlas Falls, terrible. Yeah, Luke Combs, Six Feet Apart. Um, yeah, I'll think of a few others as we go. I'm sure, but like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, especially now looking back, like, God, that was stupid. Yeah, what a wait. <laughs> we're not gonna get into it. No, <laughs> I'm good. I'm so good. We're, this podcast already running long. We don't need to start talking about COVID. You know, I was saying to myself earlier, I was like, ah, quick hour today. No, dude, not with not with the uh, intricacies of five albums, quick hour. Yeah. Okay. So, last album here, Scaled and Icy, twenty twenty one. Um, the album title is a play on Scaled Back and Isolated. Yeah, I saw that. Which is a phrase that reflects the musical production during during COVID nineteen. But it's also, uh, I also this is a note. It's an anagram for Clancy is dead. Clancy was Tyler's alter ego in the concept of the last album trench um so this album cover is the it's more it's colorful it's, yeah it's weird for them and it matches whereas trench is like it's like a crow it's dark it's like this eerie green background this is like pink and blue and like yeah it's a pink background with a blue dragon like all over the front of it like breathing a little bit of fire out into the the album it's i mean this kind of a fire album cover it also matches like the this album is like upbeat yes positive. yes colorful poppy yeah, colorful poppy. this is unabashed pop i mentioned earlier they were going to drench themselves in it this is unquestionably a pop album 
Yeah, it's. Uh, I think this is their shortest album. It's like 37 minutes start yeah. to finish. Yeah, they got right through this one. Less tracks. I mean, 11 is still like a solid album, but uh, like some of the other songs had, or albums had like 14, 15 tracks. So. so I think this album, in my opinion, is much... Ne- after doing Blurry Face and Trench, which are inherently like explore like darker themes and... Uh, like it's nice that they do some like this is a, a more positive album. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. He made a he made a comment where he was like, you know, COVID was tough for everybody. It was tough for us. Um, obviously we're we're not doing our best right now, but because everything's so dark and depressing at this point, like they intentionally turned that on its head and wanted to do something a little bit more upbeat. Um, especially in the context of all their other albums being a little heavy. Yeah. So, uh, so here we are. So this opens with Good Day, uh, and despite everything we just said, th- this song is actually, Tyler wrote this song um, imagining his wife and child were dead and how he would, like, try and cope with that and put on, like, a put on like a, a facade or, like, a, yeah. a fake face yeah, of, yeah. you know, everything's all right, everything's fine. Right. Uh, again, the song is itself is more upbeat. Very upbeat. It's got, like, this, like, uh, like 80s TV show intro, like, like, uh. <laughs> like a full house kind of sound to it. <laughs> I don't know how else to say that. It's just, uh, uh after you said that, I gotta, I gotta play it. It's kind of like this poppy piano, a high tempo, not high tempo, but mid tempo, like high, like very upbeat sound. <laughs> yeah. You're kind of right. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's weird, but it's good for them. And it's a good track. It's a good opener. Yeah. I don't have anything else on that. Okay. Choker, uh, still poppy, still upbeat, a little bit heavier. Yeah, so the song title uh, alludes to you know someone who who chokes under pressure. Um, this this song's kind of about like self doubt or insecurity. Uh, the music the music video for this one is kind of funny. It shows Tyler being chased around by a toy dragon that turns into a giant one. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, this is a uh, it's a softer kind of singing, but fast paced. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, he says, "I was born a choker. Nobody's coming for me. Coming for me. I know it's over." So that's kind of the vibe. I mean, that kind of wraps up the song as a whole, right? Um, yeah. Not one of my favorite tracks on the album, but still fine. Yeah, so then the next song is Shy Away. This is uh, one of the hits off the album. So this song was about Tyler wrote it for his brother to kind of pursue his own musical dreams and not be afraid of expressing himself. Okay. Um, it also talks about, like, 21 Pilots, like, their journey over the years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not that they've ever been shy, but... Right. Don't, don't you shy away. Manifest a ceiling when you shy away searching for that feeling. Just like an I Love You, like a song he wrote that's never heard. Yeah got a catchy chorus too where he's just like they sing shy away shy away um good song here i, I don't know i mean not, I, I don't think it's the best song in the album by a long shot but oh see i this is one of my favorites okay okay but yeah i could i could totally see it it's not for it's, me uh i think it's i think part of the reason i like this album again is just all the all their other stuff is like darker whereas yeah. it, this is just kind of like a, a oh like it's a nice positive yeah, break feels good yeah and I mentioned to you yesterday that I didn't think that like the the diehard Twenty One Pilots fans out there would like this album, and maybe I'm still correct on that take, um, just because it is such a departure from from their previous work. Which, and I've talked about this before. We're like, you know, when I'm when I really like a band and they do something so this isn't wildly different, but when a band does something so wildly different, 
a lot of times it's hard for me to kind of wrap myself around that. Um, yeah. And this is this is that album for them. Yeah, I think this is well received. Yeah, I mean, it's got a lot of play, um, so it must have been. I yeah. just It's just wildly, di- not wild, it's somewhat different, so. Um, yeah. Yeah. So then uh, The Outside, a song about being an outsider, not fitting in with, like, the mainstream culture. Mm-hmm. Um, Simple beat here. Not, like, some of the other stuff, the music on this album is a little bit, like, more um, diverse, but this is just back to, like, the quick simple beats um what yeah what i like on this one it's it's pretty catchy he raps the last verse and then it's like up and down they're nodding heads are moving up and down you got it everybody i I, that part to me is really catchy this reminded me that dreamers song that's like upside down oh it might just be upside down no they don't have a song titled upside down give me give me like Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Th- uh, I Palm see Reader. Yes. Palm Reader. Dude, that sounds exactly like Palm Reader. Right? I'm glad you pointed that out. I was crazy. I was, I, I, I lucky listened to this song like <laughs> 10 times trying to figure out what it was. I was listening to it. I was like, God damn it. I've heard this song before. Somebody should sue somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's have a sue off, guys. Yeah, I really like this one. Yeah, great track. Really, uh, not great track. I, I keep fucking that up. Good track. Really good track. Okay. Next song is a great track. Yes. Saturday. Saturday is another hit off this album. Uh, Really, really catchy. Like this. Oh, one, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I mean, just about having a good time on the weekend with family and friends. On a bash disco. This is like, not, sorry. It's like disco pop. It's not full disco, but it's got that disco guitar to it. Um. And it just feels like old school disco poppy. Yeah, this is a, a certified pop hit. Yeah, 100%. No doubt. This is another one you'd hear on any pop station around the world. Yeah, definitely. Should, actually, I should have played this one yesterday when we were out. But Ooh, yeah, that would have been good. Yeah. So then the the next song, Never Take It, uh, whereas Saturday is like just a song about having a good time, this, this song gets back into uh, some more uh, serious stuff where it mm-hmm. criticizes the media and the government for spreading misinformation and propaganda. Gotcha. Uh, it also kind of urges people to think for themselves. A classic COVID tale. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like every fucking bit of music that came out during COVID was that. And like, yeah, I, I just it's it's fine. I just I'm tired of like hearing the same shit. I'm tired yeah. of COVID. I'm so fucking glad it's over. Same. So uh, one of the lyrics from the song, why? Why cure disease of confusion when you're the treatment facility? Oh, 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 they're trying hard to weaponize. You and I will never take it. Um, it's a good contrast in music and lyrics because the music again is is really upbeat, upbeat and catchy, feel good. Yep. Yeah. Hundred percent. The next song is campy as fuck, and I kind of love it. Dude, th- this is a sneaky good song. This is a really really good deep cut for them. Mulberry Street. Um, again, it's kind of got that feel of like uh like an eighties like TV show intro. <laughs> uh, the the main chorus is just like Welcome to Mulberry Street. Yeah, so he named it after uh, a street he used to live on in New York City. And it's this has a it's again it's kind of like the funky groovy like disco vibe to it. Yeah. Real groovy. 
Yeah, and that's the whole song. That like it doesn't change. That's the whole song. Yeah. So some of the lyrics from this one, Ain't no sunny skies till you finally realize that everybody relies on synthetic highs. Amazing line. Uh, they find someone to prescribe. Keep your bliss. There's nothing wrong with this. We just want to feel it all. Keep your pills. Save your breath. And don't ever forget. Get out of our way. We're moving sideways. Welcome so, to Mulberry Street. Power, powerful lyrically, in yeah, my opinion. Really cool track. Yeah. Um, the next two or three I could give or take, honestly. Really? Yeah. I, so I, I like Form- Formidable a lot. This is another one he wrote for his wife. Um, yeah, I really like this one. Yeah, it's fine. Um, it's kind of got like a soap opera gu- guitar to it. Um, some good thrust, some good stuff through the like the verses. I like the uh, like the acoustic guitar uh, setting in the background, but I don't know. It's just fine. Yeah, the line I liked from this one is, "I know that we just met, but could you take me everywhere you've ever been?" Which is kind of cool. Yeah, that's cool. And then Bounce Man, uh, I like this one. The more I hear this one, I like it. It's it's a song about a friend who's like on the run and uh he, tyler like he's kind of inviting him over like hey come over man we'll we'll you know sing together yeah, one yeah. last time right, we'll, right. we'll cook dinner for you we'll get you out of here and then uh i'll give you a couple bands and send you on your way to mexico yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's this is a cool this is very unique it is unique um there's an artist called kaleo that has a lot of songs kind of i like kaleo that. yeah i feel like he has a lot of songs kind of like this that we should do kaleo at some point well, hell yeah i saw yeah we'll talk about that um I don't know how to describe this, but the keyboard in this song kind of sounds like the music you'd hear in like The Sims or Animal Crossing. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like real synthed up, like dun, 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 dun. it's real synthed up, just like kind of nonchalant background noise. Yeah, I think the uh, The Sims is a good. I like that. I, gotta, I I I wrote down Animal Animal Crossing, and the more I thought about it, I was like, this is Sims music. That's exactly what this is. Yeah, so the part of the chorus, come to the house, man, I'll let my old lady know you'll be in and out, 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 man, float you a couple bands, then you head to Mexico. Yeah, yeah. It's, every time this song comes on, I'm like, it's just chorus, it's really catchy. Chorus is really catchy. Yeah. Um, No Chances next, yeah? Yeah, this, dude, this one features, like, background, like, chanting, uh, what, what's a good word? It's like, uh, it's some kind of, like, tribal, like, chanting. Yeah, yeah, they do that, no chances. We come for you, yeah. <laughs> no chances. Yeah, 100%. Uh, they, he gets back into a little bit of the hip-hop here. He didn't do a lot of that on this album, but he's doing it here. Uh, a little bit heavier sound to it, um, which is different from this album for the most part, but good. Yeah. Good so track here. This one's different because it uh it returns to the trench storyline. Oh, it, it depicts a battle between the banditos. Um, it's that's why it's like it's got like a darker sound. Yeah, that I makes guess sense. Maybe more intense is yeah. a good way to describe it uh-huh. for for the album. That's yeah, cool. And then in the in the chorus, it kind of cuts out, or it cuts back on the music, and he's like, "We got people on the way." We want you home in one piece now. I found myself appreciating this band more even as we're talking about it because, like, it's exactly what we're talking about with these concept albums where, like, part of what you love about a band sometimes is, the like, the storytelling with it. And that's exactly what they're, they're building their story kind of in a fictional way. Yeah. Um, I'm also a sucker for, like, a like a dystopian future novel. So, like, a, a 1984 or, like, a... Um, Oh, what the fuck is the name? Aldous Huxley. Uh, oh, uh, Brave New World. Brave New World. Uh, shit like that. So this kind of like fits. In. I mean, again, Planet Zero, same thing. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, this is just this is just really fucking cool. Yeah, um, I'm I'm with you. It's uh, I pre- you appreciate it more because of the I creativity. Mean, in I mean, it. dude, think about it this way, right? Like I heard somebody talking about Taylor Swift the other day. I think I was listening to a podcast or something. It's like Taylor Swift is popular because she has like music that people like, not necessarily myself, but popular music. But it's also like there's this like ether like story around her about like the whole Scooter Braun thing and like these these stories she's telling in her songs where it's not just like it's not just the music. Yeah, she's she's a she's a good storyteller for sure. Yeah, and so that's part of it. And so that's part of the, what I what I'm really coming to like about this band. Yeah, same here. Uh so then it it closes out the album with a dark dark track. Yeah, and it doesn't sound super dark, but it is. No. So th- this is a song that deals with the topic of of suicide and death. Uh this was inspired by three stories of people who passed away and, and left their rooms untouched. This song's got a, a somber tone and is some piano chords and strings kind of playing. Yeah, it's a little poppy. It's not super high, not super, not super low either. Just somewhere in the middle. Um, but the 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 vo- or the lyrics to this song are wildly heavy. Yeah, and the chorus is again, it's it's catchy. The chorus is like he's like, I don't want to go like this. At, At least, least let, let me clean. clean my room. I don't want to leave like this. Da, da, da. Uh, make my people make decisions, wondering what to do. Should they keep it on display or redecorate? Yeah, I mean, sh- dude, should they keep it on display or redecorate? Like when someone passes away young, like I mean, that it, it's super powerful. Yeah, and this is maybe the first closing track that doesn't necessarily fit the rest of the album, at least to me. Um, but yeah. it, it's more, and like I said, he he mentioned that he wanted to make this album more upbeat, uh, more good vibes. Um. But I think the story was powerful enough to him that he wanted to have it somewhere. And again, with the emotional ending, that's exactly what this is. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I played it out. We were sitting by the fire and like, like listening to the verse. I was like, damn, like this is so dark. And then the chorus hits. And I'm like, you know, that's like the catchier yeah, part. And right. Makes you feel good. I almost I wanted to include this one in my my top 10. It was like right on the board. I didn't, yeah. but it was right on there. It's yeah. in mine. Yeah. Yeah. And that wraps up the five albums they got and a couple others. Yeah. Um, I know we're running long, so I guess MTV Unplugged for me was just all right. I don't know if you had anything that you wanted to add. On yeah, to I that. would just say if you're going to go to check out the MTV Unplugged, which came out recently, um, I would pref- I would suggest you watch it. I haven't watched it yet. I listened to it on the way here today. Um, they do cool things with it where, like, they get the crowd involved to make some of the beats, and they actually don't just, like, it would be tough for them to play a lot of their songs acoustically just because a lot of their songs are like electronic music. Um, but they mentioned in the beginning, they're like, what we're going to do here is we're not going to play acoustically, but we're going to take each song and kind of like build it bit by bit. Um, and so that's exactly what they do. They take loops and they take the computers and like build the songs from scratch, basically, um, with different samples that they have. And it, it changes some of the songs wildly, but some of it's kind of cool. I get the sense from listening to Tyler in interviews that this band live is puts on a hell of a performance. Yeah, I'd be I'd be totally down to see that. And I think what you get live is going to be wildly like I don't think they just play it straight for the most part. Oh, I'm no, I'm sure they. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure a lot they mix of improv. Yeah, yeah. So you want to do album rankings first? Yeah, we'll do album rankings. Let me pull up my list here. Um, I don't know how much 
disparity we'll have between the two of us here. Uh, I think we'll probably, we might flop one album, and then I think we're going to be really close. Okay, we're going to go 21 Pilots, Vessel, Trench, Scaled Nicey, and Blurry Face. Oh, we are the same. Oh, well, <laughs> see, that's what I'm talking about. Yep. yep. Bald minds think alike. <laughs> say bald minds? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's any arguing, like, blurry face for number one i think where and it, someone could disagree is, is you could put scaled nicely at three and i'd understand it at least yeah. yep um, i could see how you'd have trench it too or i i could see, maybe someone even would have it at one just because the concept's so out there yeah and they're very different albums so and uh i mean i guess if you relate more like to to the religion aspects of the first two albums or primarily the first album like i could see how you like it but um it's not for me yeah same so yeah, we're in alignment there. Okay. Do you want to do top ten next? Top ten songs, yeah. Let me go ten to one here. Uh, at number eleven is Redecorate. No, that's ten. Uh, ten is Redecorate. Nine is Mulberry Street. Eight, we are doing. Oh, I didn't change. Um, that's not what I wanted to have there. I thought I changed that. We're gonna do. You sorry, cut this. Yeah, cut this. Um, we're gonna do. You just start over. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I. God damn it, I was changing it as we were sitting down earlier, and I just didn't get to it. Fuck. No worries. All right, I know what I'm going to put in there. That's fine. All right. Uh, top 10 list, 10 to 1 here. We're going to re- redecorate. Then Mulberry Street. 8 is Car Radio. 7, Nico and the Niners. 6, Holding On to You. 5, Heavy Dirty Soul. 4, Saturday. 3, Ride. 2, Tearing My Heart. And 1, Heathens. Mm, okay which i think we're gonna have very different lists here. yeah 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 we we will uh i am gonna make an audible i had cut my lip at 10 but i'm i'm gonna put redecorate at 10 instead yeah it's like a powerful it. song very powerful so i'm gonna go redecorate at 10 saturday at nine a little <laughs> a little balance there uh stressed out at eight legend at seven chlorine at six holding on to you at five shy away at four tearing my heart at three hometown at two and then my favorite one is my blood okay yeah, yeah. i mean it's a good song. It's not my favorite song, but I could totally see, like, that's kind of in your range. I get it. Um, you talked last week about, like, yeah, I think Joe will like this song. I could totally, like, that makes sense to me. So. Yeah. Um, I don't think you fucked that up too bad. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I guarantee, uh, well, you, you yeah. didn't have Heathens. You did, or, well, you had Heathens. I didn't have it. Ro- you didn't have Ride. Roast Beef 420 <laughs> says. How could you not have implicit demand for proof? You didn't like old for sleep. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I didn't make a um, I didn't make a not top ten. That, that's all right. We'll mix yeah. them in. We're, we'll yeah, we'll okay. just mix them in. And then uh, concert set lists. I, I'm gonna have to do this on the fly. So do you want to? do Okay. Yours? Yeah. Let me start, and I'll kind of explain it as I go. Okay. Heavy Dirty Soul as the opener. Okay. It's not a huge. It's not like one of their huge hits, but I think you know it as soon as you hear it. Um, and there's room to like improv at the top. Then we go to the encore. Another song you'll know as soon as you hear it. Tear in My Heart opens the encore. Um, as soon as you hear the, I guess it's guitar um, hit, it's just, it's iconic. Um, second on the encore is Car Radio because it is a little bit slower. Uh, still a hit. And I think, uh, I think it just, it takes a lot out of the crowd um, towards the end especially. Uh, I think that's a good second song for the encore. And then Ride to finish out. Uh, okay. Same thing. Same thing as usual with Ride, where it's like, it's one of their most popular songs. The whole crowd's gonna be in on it, and you can do whatever the fuck you want at the end of it. Yeah, I, I like that. All right, we're gonna open with My Blood. Yeah, uh, this might be more because it's one of my favorites. Yeah, personal but, hit. 
I I do think when you hear that it's got a decent intro where you hear and you're like, okay, all right, yep, yep. I know it. It's not one of their. I mean, it's a hit, but it's not one of their biggest ones. Yeah, yeah. For the encore, we're gonna do it upright. We're gonna open with Heathens for to start off the ooh, encore, ooh, ooh. get everyone going. Then we're gonna put Saturday as the second song because most likely concert vibes. You're, you're Saturday afternoon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or you're just having a good time, and that's a that's a more upbeat song. It's cool. And then we're gonna close out the encore with Stressed Out. We're gonna, we're gonna save the best for last. I love that. Yeah, love it. And uh, yeah, I think. The opener, give or take, but I think the, that's a that'd be a sweet encore. That's a fire encore. I'm so yeah. down for that. Sweet. That's two lists today. Good job. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. I've yeah. been working on it. <laughs> Practicing your list making. Yeah. So, uh, for the next couple of weeks here, we're gonna do see there next week. Yeah. And then what did you want after that? I forgot. Yeah. So have we even talked about it? Uh, we briefly yesterday. I was debating between a couple different artists. Maybe you can help me narrow it down. Okay. Um, I was thinking Matt Mason. He's got Holy, like that's right. two yeah, albums. Yeah. John Party. He's got a couple albums. Country. I don't know if we want to just do one country and then go back and forth, or the Fray, which hasn't. They've stopped making music in 2014, but they have some good music. I've only I only know the one song by the Fray, How to Save a Life. Okay. Um, you probably recognize another one or two of the radio hits. Maybe. Do you want Do you want to mix it up and do a country? Um, or did you want to do like a couple in a row? It would be funny to do a country band after a band whose one of their biggest hits is called Country Song. <laughs> um, let's do Matt Mason. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we'll do Matt. I, Mace. Got, I got a funny story about Matt Mason. So yeah, okay. it'll be good to mix that in. Well, we'll do him, and then you and I will have to figure out because he's got a he's kind of like Dreamers, who's got a bunch of weird like okay. releases. We'll have All to right. figure that well, out. We'll talk about it. Yeah, and then after that. Uh, Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah, Stone Temple Pilots. And I, one of these days, I will finally convince myself to pick a band that's that was started before the '90s. But <laughs> uh, yeah, Stone Temple Pilots. I'm pumped for. Um, I told you he's got Chester's got that little EP with them. Uh, they had another lead singer after Chester because their lead, original lead singer died. And yeah, yeah, really, really good band. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, watching. Uh, subscribe to the socials. Flip the record everywhere. I don't. This has been a long. What are we at? Two and a half hours. Are we really? No. Well, yeah. We took yeah. a couple breaks, but anyways, thanks for listening, everybody. That was uh Twenty One Pilots. Catch you next week. What the fuck? A clean hour, I think.